Welcome to episode 385 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things iron. Right, team, welcome along to episode 385 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm very good, Bevan. You? Why is that? Uh, Long weekend? Yeah. Sunny. A little less wind today. A little less wind? Yeah. Did you go for a ride on, on the weekend? We did. Did you get smashed by the wind? It's we been pretty windy in Christchurch. smoked it. Four hours 43 to go around the gorges. Four hours. Well, that's pretty good. Mm. It's, it the gorges is a good road when you've got that wind behind you. Mm. Right, we were, we Did you have the headwind going up Old West, West Coast Road? Coming back, yeah. We know a tailwind down there. Was, oh, was tailwind down there. Oh, yeah. Smoking it down there then. Yeah, it's all good. I went for a ride in Oda, two hours. Nice. Yeah, the, the, the bastard. Yeah, good. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, yeah two hours. It's a long ride for me. Let's head on with the show. What? It's 15 already, Bevan. I know, but we've already done an hour of the show. Yeah, okay. You know, it's not like we have to do much more. We've only got half an hour to go. Okay, you just come riding with us, 5.30 Sundays? Yeah, 5:30. no. Problem is, I would ride with you, but not at that time. That's my one sleep in the morning. Mm. I'm not, I'm not getting up early in my sleep in the morning. Anyway, team, I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com you, You'd kill me as well. I'd need lots of coffee. It's, you'd hang in there. You, think you, can, I would? you, can, you can hold a wheel. Oh, I'd be struggling, I think, but yeah. Yeah, well, I'd be needing some of that Coffees of Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, extreme Endurance. Your lactic buffer, i need some of that as well. Athlinks.com. I wouldn't be putting that right up on the links. SLS Try. I'd wear my cool gear. And trainingpicks.com and I put my put my well again I probably wouldn't put the results up from there. Right no, no. <laughs> Sit at the back. It's hard when you've kind of been a bit of a legend in the past. Not that I was a legend, but you know, on the bike I was a bit of an ex in the past, whereas nowadays we, we kept a pretty steady pace. <laughs> I did struggle. You know, yeah. this week's show we've got some news and we've got an uh, age group of the week and then we have two interviews. We've got Dirk Bockel and Sam Guide. Sam Guide. And he was the Age group champion in the age group of 35 to 39. Third year in a row. Right, was it was the third year in a row? Three, three times. I think it's three in a row. It's not bad. Pretty fast, and he's a proper age grouper, as we'll find out. And he, he's pretty confident he'll beat you next year? I'm pretty confident he is as well. He's so. trying to do a smack talk, but... <sighs> wasn't really working. No. It doesn't work when you... John, John I'm, leading, I'm leading the news of a pretty important story this week. This week. Ah, so you think David Beckham is no, more no, important no, than... No, 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 no. Above that, I've added another story. Rob Dallymore sent through an email, John. Mm-hmm. Dallymore did Kona He had a pretty good race actually. I'll yep. tell you about his Kona So he did Kona And yep. he had a pretty good race And he put it down to a few things He did some He went the, the low fat The low carb High fat option In his yep. diet yep. In the yep. space phase He had more electrolyte intake During the race Well we don't even use electrolyte now mm-hmm. Just that uh, More gel intake during the race He used a heat chamber At ATU Overseen by Joel McQuillan Yeah me uh, For acclimatisation uh, Full charge Change for his clothes In Kona he also did like a period in heat training somewhere so as why well. why is this a lead story? So, so did well. He had a good day in Kona. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Where's this guy you going? He gave us a plug the other day saying we did a good thing on Facebook. Yeah. So he's a pretty good guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he turns up to Kona. Waking, waiting in the, mor- in the water, in the water, in the morning, race morning in yeah, Kona, yeah, you know. Yeah. Got talking to an American chick in front of him, as you do, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, there's a chick in front of you, you talk to her. And he, goes, and, he goes, and he goes to her, who do you think she should win? And she goes, oh, she didn't really have an opinion. So I suggested that maybe she should consider Bevan as a potential winner. And she replies, oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Bevan. I listen to I Am Talk all the time. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's... Just, you're, just, uh, you're not more important than David Beckham. This is the biggest thing no, that can happen no. in triathlon. Bevan Docky, how many years has he been in the sport? 
Uh, same as me. Well, yeah, same as me, about 92. So he's done 21 years in the sport. Mm. Olympics, a couple mm. of medals at the Olympics. Yeah. Represented New Zealand, what, three Olympics? Yeah, yeah. You know, pretty good. Pre- pre- you know, if you want to be known in sport, you don't need to do the sport. You just get a podcast. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So Bevan, Bevan Ho. So Robin, Rob, Rob Dallymore, he's a great, great athlete, great mm. insight, but really, Bevan Ho's mm. legend of the triathlon. Rob should have been wearing. Maybe the next month's Legend of Triathlon should be about me. It may be. <laughs> Robbie should be wearing an I Am Talk tri suit out there, and then they might even think you're Bevan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, some other news, probably not so important, but apparently David Beckham's thinking about doing Kona. Because he's apparently good mates with Gordon Ramsay, and he was training with him in the lead up to, to Kona. And apparently, he's, he, he's, he may be, apparently, allegedly. I'll tell you what, WC, once they read that article, they'll be jumping on board because Ramsay brings a bit of PR. Like Ramsey would have got oh, a lot, but yeah, but Beckham because Belinda's concerned because they're like, we're just going to have Posh following us around all week when we're over there, oh, so yeah. they're, they're, they're a little concerned about it. Mm. But anyway, if he did come, how fast do you think he'd be? Apparently, he's very, very fit. Apparently, the, oh, uh, well, they say you know, those, those are top soccer players to a half marathon in a game, not quite that much, but yeah, equivalent, you yeah. know, not, not far and, off. And apparently, he does more than most people. In terms of when he was playing, oh, he, he ran. Guy. He ran a lot more so than sub ten. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Oh, come on, John. Oh, what do you think he's going to do? You make predictions every week on the show. Don't put out that who knows now. Oh. He'll be a hell of a lot quicker than um, Ramsey. There you go. Week, what do you think he's going to do, Bevan? I think if I think if he if yeah, God, it's, it's an Iron Man, so he may blow up. But if he didn't blow up, and he had you know within his, he could definitely do a sub ten. Go. Okay. I'd love to put the comment on Facebook, you know, how everybody was anti Gordon Ramsay getting a free slot. Oh, he shouldn't be getting. And then put up uh, Dave Beckham, see if the response is the same. I don't have a problem with the, giving the slots not to the slips. No, Brings PR all. to the race. Exactly. Three slots. Yeah. Who was our, who was our famous people this year? Uh, they had that uh, football player. Oh, Got Milk. Yeah. But I read up on that guy. That guy was a bit of a legend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in yeah. football, he was a real legend. Yeah. MVP yeah. and stuff, so. Yeah. MVP. Yeah, you know me. Yeah. It's a bit for you. Nice. Kiwi triathletes. We've got John. We've got a world champion. I know. I'm liking yes. it. Yes. New Zealand dominating the triathlon world again. Yeah. Nicky Samuels crushed the Xterra world champs. She's only been riding the mountain bike for about a month. Yeah. It's not completely surprising because A, she's a very good athlete and B, she's very strong on the bike and very skillful on the bike. So no great surprise, but just well, bloody good to see. Mountain biking is, mountain biking is very different. She was concerned about him out of mind going into mm-hmm. the race. Mm-hmm. I read the article, you see. Good. She's very good. And then the guy uh, who, who took out the, the men's race as well, he just crushed them all on the bike, but he must be able to run a bit as well. Former, former um, mountain bike world champion. Yes. What's his name, John? Uh, Belazis or something like that. What is it? Ra- Rafez? Yep. Rafez. And where's he from? Thought you thought you read the article. Oh, I did read the article, but it's not okay, open right now. I didn't memorize the article. I just read it. Right. How often do you actually remember what you read? All the time. Okay. Mm. Uh, he is from the men's race. Rafa. Rafa, Rafa, Rafa. They don't say. Okay. Normally we wouldn't have exterior news, but a Kiwi won and there's, <laughs> no, there's, no other, there's no other news. <laughs> Paul Dudley did send an email through. He said, check out the exterior world championships as an example of improved split tracking. Last year it was far better than Kona. An example would be... Easily accomplished. So they're saying that really Kona should be sharpening up because the exterior do a great job. Exactly. I didn't go on there, but he's just saying it's pretty it's good. It's not hard. Simon Whitfield's retired, John. That's no surprise. He's sort of almost... 38? Yeah. But he said, can't bother doing Kona. Mm. Can't bother doing Ironman. Can't, 
I don't have what it takes. I never saw it. He didn't yeah. say I don't have what it takes. He says I can't. Be, I, I, I respect the race. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you if you want to win Kona, you're going to be all in, highly highly motivated. No matter how good and talented you are, if you're not all in, you have got no show. So could have worked no for surprise. one Kona. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I, oh, I wouldn't have put money on him. You, you, you confuse the crap out of me, you do Newsom. Yeah, well, you know, he, he, oh, can I make a comment before we go on? Go, carry on, yep. I did see your photo before you log in on your computer. Oh, you blundered to that. You look all sophisticated. Well, it's because I am. <laughs> he's got a, it's like a real estate photo. He's got the back of my photo of the fan on the sitting, chin. Sitting on the couch and Blunder started playing with my computer. <laughs> playing with the computer, that was. It's <laughs> uh, back to the question, Simon Whitfield. I, I never got the impression that he was one of those guys that is, you know, li- likes to get out there, crank it off the front, off the bike, and, and really push it, as opposed to, say, Bevan Doherty, who was always a very, very strong rider. And, uh, you know, so I'd say... Didn't, didn't come across to me the type who would make the switch over to Iron Man. So, John, you know, after the Olympics, I two you guys are coming. Mm. Bevan Doherty came this year. He smoked, he didn't smoke Kona, but he set a new course record and tap on his yeah, first well, Iron Man. Let's be honest. Let's be Andrew Starkowitz smoked it off the bike. Lou McKenzie used to be a former short course guy. Um, uh, no, Fre- Frederick Van Leerd was a short course guy. You're clutching at straws. Dirk Bockel. Where are the Olympic guys? They're all there. No, they're Dirk not. Bockel. The guys, you guys used to went through the Olympic Evan Rana had one. Was he, he ran through the field quite nicely. Yeah, they're all there. They're all there. Just do your research. Read your articles. We can't even you know it. Challenge Penticton is going to be adding a half-distance race, Jumbo. That's just to get the numbers. That's no problem with that. It is. It's just, it's a, It's not a money grab, but it just makes sense. If you haven't got a full, no, no, full no, no, race, no, totally. Challenge you, just, you just get it. I wonder when Ironman will start doing it. They've done it in one race, didn't they? They don't need to. No, but hey, let's be honest. If they start another race at 9 o'clock that day, they make a lot more money. Yeah, that... No, they didn't do it. They did. They did it. Oh, come on, nothing. Nothing's below Iron Man trying to make money. <laughs> Let's be honest. I don't. They don't need. To, I don't. I don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. Unless there's a race where it doesn't. I think they'll listen to the show, John. Next few months, you'll hear this announcement. Well, they did, they did teams there for a while at one race. They occasionally on races that haven't been, they've done. Teams. And I don't know what they were. At, they did it at um, in that Australian race at Port Macquarie, but I, I didn't quite get that. And I think they were doing it to try to. <laughs> Maybe just reduce the congestion on the course. I, I didn't quite understand because I thought the race sold out. But let's out. look at it. Let's look at Okay, they want to make money. We know that's what they're all about. So if you just start an Ironman at, what, 7 o'clock? It's most mm-hmm. start times. Then you start at, no, at half at 9. You could get easily another 1,000 people to a course. It's not going to distract the Ironman no, race. No, but most races are multi-lap now, so you can't. Well, you just do a slightly different course. Well, they like multi-laps. Everybody likes multi-laps because then your spectators see it. They're... they're there's only one, no, there's only one or two non-multi-lap courses, and there's probably none hardly now because... But you could easily do a 45k lap somewhere else. Yeah, I don't see it happening. Well, WTC, when, when they announce it in the next six months, I'm taking credit for it, okay? I don't see it happening. John, can, can we talk a little bit? Oh, maybe not, we'll talk about it later. John, challenge going to Weymouth. So we talked about this last week, the... UK challenge race was at when you Henley, being, yeah, and they had the big announcement saying it's moving. Didn't tell us where, and this week it's moving to Weymouth. So that's that news. Move on. Where's Weymouth? <laughs> Way- Weymouth well, is. Do you want to get home, mate? I do. Uh, <laughs> why? What's Way- at home? Weymouth is. Do you know why, team? Because we had a long weekend in New Zealand this weekend, didn't we? Behind. John's behind on his work. Yeah. His, did you relax yesterday? Today is. Uh, well, yesterday is, is Ironman build-up start, official start day. Oh really? So Eighteen weeks. How did your training go? Good. 
Yep. So it's 18 weeks to go. So I'm swim, bike and running from this point on. So I've got to get out there and do it. Anyway, Weymouth, they've had a long, they've had a long standing, um, the POMs love to call their middle distance race. Everybody else calls them half Ironmans and now 70.3s, but the POMs like to say middle distance. They have a long distance, middle distance and short distance. It's probably, it's probably the best one, to be honest, when you think about it. Because half Ironman doesn't include the, the Olympic. Mm-hmm. 70.3 is just a bit odd because different numbers around the world. Yeah, yeah. And then middle is actually, the Poms are actually quite wise, I there say. There you go, Poms. Yeah. I'll give that one to you, Poms. Anyway, it's been, it's been around for a long time. Don't know much about the course, but I'm sure they'll do a great job. But it's sort of, I don't know if it's tacking on the existing race or if it's uh, creating another race at the same venue. But anyway, it's been around a long time there. Jumbo, mm. Ironman Florida's coming up this weekend. It is. And, and traditionally a pretty... Not the greatest field, but then you get the, some people from Kona who's just trying to knock on it, aren't they? Yes. Now, I've got to give WTC some love here because for years now I've been going on and on about, Tell me about not it. having start lists. Now you go on to most races, you go on there, bib numbers, and they have a separate section, pro bib numbers. Well done. Fantastic. Well done. The only um, challenge, and this isn't their fault at all really, I suppose they could do something about it, but it's got a big list of names and a lot of those people are not going to be racing. Marinda Carfrey, I, I can almost guarantee, is not going to be racing because she's getting married and she won Kona. So a is lot. The, so wait a second, we've got 80 male pros. Wait for my rant there. Okay. <laughs> I'll get to that. I'll wait to get John's rant of the week. Okay. Yeah, it's coming, it's coming, it's building. So I can't imagine Marinda Carfrey's going to race seriously. Yvonne, Yvonne Van Lurken sometimes goes there. So, you know, she had a good Kona, so maybe, maybe not, but she, she is a, quite a racer, so I wouldn't be surprised to see her. Rebecca Keat won a half Ironman at the weekend, so she may be just carrying on and cranking up some points. Uh, Erica Chomore does gazillion races but Torsten's basically got Yvonne Van Vlerken should be coming in at 8.55, Rebecca Keat 9.07, Erica 9.12 and Diana Reisler at 9.18 the, probably the one athlete of note here that I think would be worth looking out for if she is racing is Letha, Lisa Hoothelava that's Hoothler, a great Hoothler, name Hoothler from uh, Austria she's had a couple of storming 70.3 races imagine if she owned Lava Java Whoever Lava owns Lava Java. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, she is uh, one of the girls who's had a, a drugs penalty, so she's got a bit of a uh, dark history, but she's trying to, from what I've seen, she's trying to come out and be as clean as she can, and we'll see. But she's. Uh, Has she she's, changed it to you, John? Well, I don't know. I kind of flip flop on my views on drug taking. You know, it's like, well, should give people a second chance, but sometimes I just go, oh, well, cheating bastards. But uh, no, I think. I'm sort of give her a second chance. Okay. What about you, Bevan? I think you're out. Okay. I think you're going to do his crime. Do okay. time. Yeah. You know, I think two years is much of a time. So if you get a speeding ticket, should you not be allowed to drive ever yes. again? Okay, fine. Yep. I'm still waiting for my speeding ticket. <laughs> you get a speeding ticket? <laughs> yeah, but I hasn't turned up yet. You, did you drive here? Uh, yeah. You shouldn't be able to ever drive again. There you go. No, but I think there's a big, there's a big difference. That's Why is totally it different? different crimes. No, it's the same. It's, no, it isn't. You are breaking the law. No. It's a so I got crime. a speeding ticket. And the guy. Why did you get a speeding ticket? On the way to Hemna, uh, on the way to Kaiteri. When, when, when a couple weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. How fast were you going? Well, 114, allegedly. <laughs> but it wasn't, well, I don't know, I suppose it was. Yeah, and, the, the radar doesn't lie. But we borrowed Belinda's mum's car because our car's about to explode and was a little bit worried it was going to explode. Oh, yeah. And so I was in the fast, fast Subaru and I said to Belinda before we leave, I'm going to have to drive really carefully and make sure I don't go too fast. Unmarked car. Down, they pull you downhill. over, they? They yeah. pulled you over even. Well, we're driving through the Lewis Pass <laughs> and, 
there's nowhere to pull over. So he's got his lights flashing behind me and his siren going, I'm like, I'm not, can't pull over here, buddy. And he just kept honking his horn. <laughs> and got this guns oh, coming God. And then his printer wouldn't work out, so he couldn't print the ticket. And, and you haven't got it yet. haven't got it yet. And I'm like, is it going to turn up? It's nearly, it's been over three weeks now. Oh, fingers like, crossed, John. Oh, yeah. It's 148 bucks. 148 bucks. Yeah. That's money for nothing. I know. <laughs> nothing for it. No satisfaction going no, that speed. It's just money. That's not too bad, but because every K is like another 50 bucks or something shit like that, isn't it? Anyway. Anyway, on the guy's side of things, uh, Tim O'Donnell's down there, but he's uh, also getting married, so who knows if he's going to be racing. Are they having a wedding? Yeah, yeah. Have we got to invite you? Uh, yeah, I just left them out of my oh, place. Good. I'll pop out yeah. next week. Yeah, Andrew Starkowitz is also down, and Victor Del Corral is down to come in at 8.16. Dirk Bockel, who's on today's show, didn't make any mention of racing, so I assume he's not racing either. And Daniel Fontana. Okay, John, get it out. The, John, John. No, 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 I've got a couple of other picks to, to look out for here. Okay. You've got uh, guys who haven't raced before. Philip Ospelay, he is a fantastic half Ironman athlete, so look out potentially for him. Okay, so you know John's rent of the weeks. It's, it's a pretty pivotal part of the show, to be honest. And John lets me know that he's pretty angry when he does rent of the week, because the rent of the week is done in full caps, caps the whole way. Is this going to be a good rent, or is this going to well, be half-assed? It's, it's, it's half-assed. Uh, if you can't go sub nine as a guy, you shouldn't be allowed to be a pro. Oh, I race as a pro and sub nine. You shouldn't have been allowed to. But I was hoping to. Well, you could at least be in. The, yeah, no, you shouldn't have been. There you go. You shouldn't have been allowed. I pull and, out that cut sometimes. And, I say I raced as a pro. So Bevan, uh, Bevan commented there, you know, there's whatever, 80 pro guys listed here. Now, Torsten's ratings, uh, you know, they, they predict how fast you, you're supposed to go in this race. Expect the time. And so... Before it was pretty fast too. So we've got guys here. So when you get down to, say, about the... Around about the 43rd, 42nd guy. I'm not going to name names because I don't know any of these people. But when you get down to, say, the 42nd person, their predicted time is 9.03. And so you've got a, guy, a lot of guys here who are 9.15s, 9.20s, 9.40s. Some guys even predicted to go over 10 hours and they're racing pro. That's not acceptable. That's just weak standards and just letting anybody race pro because you can pay $750 and then you can go and do as many races as you like. No, but in America you've got to get your pro card. Well, it's obviously it's a flawed system because these people are no, not fast no, enough. No, no, I think you're being a little unfair here, John. I get what you're saying. If you're a guy who's only doing ten hours, you're not a pro. I get it. But Nine hours, not ten. No, no, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know. But we haven't seen. This isn't a reflection of their results. Well, it clearly is. Because no, but I mean, but it's, they may have reflection. had a nine-hour result, and then they might have had lots of tens, or they might have turned eight. You know what I mean? Like Torsten, just come up with a new job for you. <laughs> Go and do some research. It's because you don't put enough time into this website. <laughs> yeah, he loves, loves my ideas. Go and do some research on some of these guys who are, you know, uh, predicted for uh, okay, overnight. Okay, hours. I'm going to pick a name. I'm going to say Dan Lee Young. Dan Lee Young from the USA. He's, you're predicting he's going to do a 949 in Florida. Oh, no, actually, you're predicting he's going to do a 1007. He's a 102 swim, a 520 bike, and a 336 run. Okay. Now, what's his history? We want to know his history. Has he actually ever gone sub nine? Mm. So, so you're you, saying you were looking at his rating, not his expected time. You want to look at that column expected time, and this is Florida we're talking here. If you were to go to Florida, it should almost be if you can't go eight forty five, you shouldn't be allowed to be a well, pro. Dan's Dan's expected to go nine forty nine. Yeah, and nothing, no, nothing wrong with Dan. I mean, they're playing. <laughs> they're, wrong with Dan. they're playing by the rules. If you're allowed to be a pro, then that's fine. I, if yeah, you 
if I if if I was in America, I'd probably want to race private and want to go to Kona. Because no, but they make you, don't they? I remember when I because I remember when I did I'm in New Zealand. This is ten years ago, but no, I I'm said, sh- absolutely positive they won't make you. Well, no, I, I, maybe you have to get because I remember when I did I'm in New Zealand. When I was doing the after dinner. I can't make you race Wait, pro when you're not a pro. story. No, like, like me interrupting you? Jeez, that doesn't happen much. <laughs> carry on. So They I'm, shouldn't be allowed to. There you go, <laughs> carry, carry on. <laughs> so I was doing home in New Zealand, and afterwards at the dinner, mm-hmm. sat next to this beautiful American couple, and they were lovely, and we had a good chat all night. And he was a pro, and he was saying that basically he'd, he races a pro and he wasn't that good. Like, he was like a 920 guy. Like, mm. he was good, but not, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, He wasn't going to get any prize money. But he said that basically because he'd done so well in so many of his local races, he basically had to go to the pro level. So can someone clarify that for us? I'm absolutely sure that's got to be wrong. But, um, but I'm happy. But maybe, you, maybe you, there's a certain, maybe you, yeah, that's, that's what I recall from a conversation I had 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, my rant is, you can't go sub nine, you shouldn't be allowed to go pro. But what is, but, 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 but. And I know that's just, it's just a ballpark. But what but, about if you're aiming to go there? Like, well, I, I, I went 905, it breaks my heart. Yeah. But I was aiming to go sub nine. Well, tough, you got to go And if sub- I had a good day, I may have gone like even faster. It's got to be a better criteria because this is a joke. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. Don't, but don't you think it's good, John? No. Because look, let's be honest, if you're going to race for your own energy, it's a bit cheaper. Sorry. Yeah, I, again, I'd play by the rules. I don't think I oh, should be... A, you play by the rules. Yeah, but I don't think I should be able to qualify for a 70.3. I can ask you a question right here that would shoot you down, but I'm not going to because I'm a friend. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't be able to qualify at a 70.3, but I can, so I will try to. And yeah, it's just... They're, they're nothing wrong with these guys. They're all, they're all smart economists. They're, there they're, we go. They're paying seven hundred fifty bucks, and I would do the same thing as what they're probably doing, but I shouldn't be allowed to. Why? Because if you're not good enough, stuff it. Go. Well, let's go. Wait, wait. Where's the pro criteria? Where do you find that website? What's the website? Ironmanpromembership.com. Ironman. Talk about something else for a second. Rightio. Let's. What else Man. we got in the news? Pro. Uh, coming up. I'm this loving that you knew that off by heart. Oh yeah. Go there every week. Shut up, uh, coming up this weekend, we've got IM Concordia, okay. which is in Argentina, and it was formerly known by some of their pictures as Ironman Concordia, but then I think they probably got a letter from somewhere, and it's now IM Concordia. Or <laughs> Iron Concordia. <laughs> they call it Iron Concordia. <laughs> you looked at the pictures from last year and it had Iron Man there, and then all of a sudden it's now called Iron or IM, so that was kind of interesting. And uh, Legends Show is out. We spoke to Jimmy Riccatello, not Jimmy Riccatello, um, Kenny Souza last week. So that show is out. The Blue 70 auction for a Helix is still rolling for a couple more days yet. So if you want to get your on hands that? on that, we've got a few bids on there. A few more would be greatly appreciated. And what I think you're going to find on that website, Bevan, is that a lot of the time it comes down to your national federation. And if they say you're good for enough for those athletes pro- whose national federation does not have an issue of official or do not issue official professional licenses, a letter from an official of an NTF confirming professional status will be submitted. So basically, it's about your national. Yeah. So for us, New Zealand doesn't have a standard, so you just need to say, oh, I'm just good. And they go, okay, then fine. I'd probably just go, John Houston says I can be pro. No, he doesn't because you're not sub nine. So I'd say under, <laughs> under, <laughs> under no circumstances, let this guy race pro. And then I would post it on Facebook and just let every race organiser I know say don't let him go because it's, just not, it's me down. lowering the standards. Lowering the standards. But John, let me, let's get the pro fields nowadays. In Ironman New Zealand, if you go over nine, you're going to get top ten. 
I'm a New Zealand developer. Let's have a look at this. I'm a New Zealand Let's have a look. I don't get your point. Well, you can be a pro in I'm a New Zealand over nine. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should be able to be. Well, no, you get top ten. Mm-hmm. So then you should be able to because you're, you're in the money. Just shut you down, didn't I? No, I've, I've stand by my point. You just, okay, you've got to have professional in, standards. Was it I'm in .co.nz? Yeah, it must be. It is. Okay, .co. .nz. Okay, so yeah. let's look at last year's results. Yeah. Go so, for it. So, where am I going to get with my sub nine? Okay, let's have a look here. So results, results, results. Past results, maybe? Results? Yep, okay. Past results. Great podcasting. This is really good podcasting, I have to say. Come you on. know what rips your jocks when you go out riding and you're in the first uh, 40, 45 minutes into your bike ride, 150k in front of you, and you look down and you realise you've left your drink bottles at home? How far into your ride were you? 45 minutes. John, this result is not helping me. I'm pretty confident a sub nine would have got you in the top 10. I'll give you that. No, but all that over nine. Over nine. Yeah. Results, I'll say results. I know this is a great podcast. <laughs> Jeez, sensational. And your point's going to be awesome when you get there. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> it's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. Oh, ninth place went 9.05. Yeah, no, not 10th place went 10.913, John. Yeah, there you go. So they the pro. So? Pro. No. He wasn't a pro either, he was an age grouper. So the 10th, the, the pro 10th placer, mm-hmm. 9.17, John. Shouldn't have been allowed to start. Well, no, you should have. Given the red card on start. Oh, sorry, buddy. Too slow. Get back there with the age Chris Griffiths. Chris from New Zealand. Good old Chris. He probably listened to the show. He did 907. He got ninth overall. John, he's a pro. Good for him. Yep, he's a pro. Good old Ben Cotter from yep. Canada. Yeah, Canada. Good. <laughs> he did 902. He's a pro. He got eighth. So right. there you go, John. I'm not disputing there's plenty of pros out there that go over nine. I'm saying it's wrong. Anyway, move on. But it's not. They get top ten. Sorry? They get top 10. Still not fast enough in my eyes. Okay. Yeah. Right, okay. Fair enough. Anything else? I'll tell you, if you want to be fast, so get yourself some SLS tri gear. Have you talked about Legends? Sorry? Yeah, I've already talked about that. I wasn't listening. Good. Uh, I'm getting ready to dust off my SLS tri Did you read the email tri- on Facebook? Someone sent us Facebook. It's not like interrupting, is it? <laughs> Jeez, it's not annoying. <laughs> We've moved on. We've moved on. We're on to SLS. No, it's about SLS try. Okay. But you, you, I'll put it up, you talk. Okay. So I'm dusting off my SLS try suit, and we've had quite a few emails of late of people getting a lots of extra support on race day when they wear their SLS yes. IM Talk suits. Great if you want to get one of the SLS general gear, but get yourself one of those bad boys, and you're going to get a lot of love on the day. Ladies, they've got some new styles out there, some new uh, designs, so, so check that out. And if you're not in the market for a tri-suit at the moment and you just want to support one of the sponsors, they've got some cool little products, just swim caps, socks, visors, etc. It's just uh, one way you can support the show and support the guys that support the show. So check it out, slstry.com and use code IMTALK to get yourself a discount. If they haven't got uh, your particular size in the IMTALK tri-suit, just pop them a note and they'll be making some more at some stage, but uh, check it out. Turns out it was about coffee as before. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> but yeah. SLS try. We can't go wrong with it, John. You can't. You can't go wrong with SLS try. My SLS is going to be ripping it in about 10 days' time, Bevan. What's happening in 10 days? Maybe 12 days. Ashburton. Ashburton you're International. You're in half? Yep. John, you should win it. No. 
Oh, talking it down. Why not? Well, because we've got pros racing. <laughs> yeah, but come on, you've got a good chance of winning SB in half. So first I've got to beat Dylan, or I think it might be racing. Allegedly, Chris McDonald might be racing as well. And then oh, he's apparently uh, Richard Usher apparently is racing as well. Is and Usher coming back to try? Yes, doing Wanaka apparently. And What's happened to Richard Usher? I went back to multi-sport for a bit. He's coming back, giving another crack, allegedly. And there's a couple of other guys, so I've got no chance. I'm just out there to execute Did a few things. It? So, no, you beat me once. God, that was a low of my career. <laughs> <laughs> so let's try, guys. Seriously, it's really, really great gear. You can't go wrong. And, and as John says, get your IM Talk wetsuit or um, not wetsuit, um, tri suit. And seriously, when you wear it in the race, because we are just honestly superstars internationally, as Lucy Lucy Gossage's flatmates was saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, we'll get wear it and you'll get lots of support. So we'll go, I am Tokyo Car! Well, seriously, it works. You get a lift in your race. You might even get recognised as Bevan. You got a mullet. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have the mullet in years. Uh Anyway, this is a great show. John. Discussion of the week was if you get in the top five in Kona. Should you get an automatic slot for next year? Okay, now you've, you've, as it stands at the moment, we've since found out that the winner, we, when we spoke last week to Catherine Foe, uh, the winner does get a slot. That is basically it. And we also found out that you do need to pay for it. So you don't just get a free freebie spot, but basically, as it stands at the moment, winner gets it. They have to pay, get to enter next year. The question was, should the top five get it so you get the best of the best and the age group is there every year? Predominantly, the feedback on Facebook was that, no, they shouldn't, and everybody else should have to go and qualify, just like everybody else. You're just going to do an overview of it. There we go, move on. (laughs) Next week's discussion. Rob Dallymore said the top three should get automatically qualify and do a compulsory test to validate it. Okay, well, um, Alan Ward got no winner can come back. Winning in Kona deserves something special. First loser has to qualify like anyone else. Makes business sense. Qualify entry fees. It also helps to prevent Kona from becoming a crowd, which is too hard to break into. Matthew Bin's great mind that he is. Yep, top three should get a start. Anyone finishing under nine hours should only get a start in the pro category, regardless of age. So he's sort of in that same elk as me as if you're under nine hours you can go pro if you're not but then you, 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 you contradict yourself what do you mean because then you say well, what if they're working full time sorry they should be given the option no, you, he's pro. saying you go nine hours you're a pro oh they don't agree with that Matthew <laughs> you're, st- you're not smart at all <laughs> not smart at all <laughs> okay next one you got next one uh, Jorg Reinal says uh, five by twenty so there's obviously twenty slots that's a hundred less slots around the world for us struggling close so no way okay well endurancejunkie.com's got currently the only winners get the automatic slot they don't have to validate oh they don't have to validate but they do have to pay for entry mm. oh come on give them a free entry no that's not that's not happening I guarantee you that <laughs> anyway uh, no need to charge uh, charge this Give the top five an automatic slot for the following year would mean 100 less qualifying spots. Mark Zanka, I like the idea of just the winner getting the slot. I would also like to see the returning age group winners racing in a special kit to signify their achievement. I know they get a cycle jersey to train in, but a race kit would be better, I reckon. Craig Kirk was giving Dino Gaskin a bit of shit here. He's got top 60. Those guys, stop you stupid Kiwis. Stop posting all your little fun stuff on it. Oh, I like it. (laughs) A bit of hard time. It's good times. The the Volta, Volta... Brother Ruth's top five in the 18 to 35 year old age group should be obliged to go pro the next year. Tim Carpenter thinks it should only be the winners and the roll down should be limited not by time but by places. Say so top five spots then roll down 
limit is eighth. Thera based on time to allow for the harder courses. Sam Guy, who's on today's show, posted on here. Oh, did he? And he won his age group, so he's somebody who's in that position. Uh, I don't think there should be any slots at Kona at all. Not for the winner either. Wow. So there you go. He's won it. He can, he can easily take advantage of it. Don't know whether he does or, excuse me, or doesn't, but he doesn't think there should be. Oh, he's a bit of a guru. Yes. Sheepers. Um, I got rid of that, so I can't have to do another one. Okay, John, okay. your thoughts? Uh, I, a lot of people also, there was, there was a bit of a theme there, people saying, yeah, give them a slot, but then they've got to validate. I certainly don't like that. I kind of like the status quo at the moment. Winner gets a slot and everybody else has to qualify. And a lot of people saying, if, you, if you've if you got to validate, if, if you're in the top five of your age group, it's pretty yeah. easy to qualify. So I kind of think that's... It's bit, amazing bit that they haven't made them validate, but because you look at it the is. pros, yeah, it is. You know, even the pro winner has to mm. validate. So mm. if you win Ironman World Championship, you can't turn up the next year without doing a race. Mm. So it's amazing that they haven't tried to do that with the age group as well. And we know that again, we're kind of picking on them for making money today, but you know, like you know, they, they do like to make their money in the WGC, and so yeah. So I, I kind of like the status quo, but um, Ben, what do you think? I do think it should be free. Oh, you think it should be free? I think if you win the age group in Kona, how many? How many is that? Twenty, what? I think. Twenty. What's that cost? What? Oh, I suppose it's twenty thousand bucks. Ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty thousand kiwi. But yeah. I don't know. Like, what do you get? You get a a bowl. You get a bowl. You don't even get a GoPro. You don't even get a GoPro. Rennie got one. She'd be stoked about that. <laughs> that was weak. God, that was weak. Here's a GoPro. Three hundred bucks. Yeah. You just got hundred and twenty-five thousand. But hey, let's really announce this. Because the prize money is for. The, it's not 100 anymore, is I think it? it's 125. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, it would be nice to give them the free entry, but I can kind of send it. That but what, what about the numbers? Do you think it should be three no, or just the winner? No, nah, just the winner. Okay. Bit of a weak, bit of a weak uh, discussion. This who, week. who thought of that one? Me. This yeah. one's even weaker, so you're welcome uh, to veto this one. Okay. John, here's John's one. If John goes top five, Connor, what should Bevan have to do? What, what do you mean? Well, you keep laying down all this stuff that I've got to do if I don't, so. Um, okay, I'm in, I'm in. Okay, I'll do it. What we'll do is we'll go, if John gets top five, but there needs to be a payoff for you as well. So how about we go, why don't we say, what what he, what do one thing that we have to do, if you get top five, you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. If you don't get top five, you do have to do it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. vice versa. So there's a deer mm-hmm. based on your performance. Eat the entire menu off Lava Java. <laughs> the entire menu? I don't know. But that's the thing, you guys decide. So what you do is this week's discussion is what will be the deer. So if John goes top five, I do it. If he doesn't go top five, he does it. Now, John is realistically of the ability to get top five. It's got, I've got to have a dream day. No, not dream. You've got to have a really solid day. Very, very, very good day. Yeah, but not dream. You, you know, you, you, you're up to it. You're up to, you know, you're a solid athlete. You could, you know, winning's a different story. Yeah. No? Definitely, oh, highly unlikely. <laughs> highly unlikely for the guys in there this year racing. Highly unlikely. But, but top five. I, think, I, I have faith in you there, Jumbo. Mm. Faith, I got a little faith in Jumbo. Good. Um, so, what will be the deer? And I'll do it, John. Good. I'll reserve the right to do it. If it involves doing anything fast after the race, it may no, be a little struggle. No, it could be something stupid. Mm-hmm. Maybe nudity's not not allowed. No, we could do nudity just in the middle of the night. Okay. <laughs> Take photos of you in the dark. Uh, Righty-ho. We, we have been weak on discussions of the week lately, haven't we? Yeah, we'll pick our game up. Yeah. Righty-ho, age group of the week. Put some music on. I was just thinking of a discussion there, but here's some music.
Huge group, group of the week. week. John, are you good on a Barbie? Yep, done a couple of Barbies last week. You're pretty good on a Barbie, are you? Got to get the Barbie with a hood. You good on a Barbie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not that... I'm not... Oh, no. I haven't spent a lot of my life on a Barbie, if you know yep, what I mean. No, I do a lot. And we had a few friends around the other night, just a bit of Barbie viewing stuff, and... And guys stand around you, you know, because it's, you know, and, and I felt a bit of social pressure. Yeah, so you should. Well, so it's like mowing lawn, got to be good at it. Well, sausages are right. Yeah. Chicken, they had lots of chicken nibbles. Yeah. They're hard to do on the barbie, aren't they? Chicken, yeah. Well, you, well it's because it's a pain in the ass. I'm, I'm hearing you. Yeah, but then the steaks. You've got to burn the chicken on the barbecue. It's the only way to make sure it's cooked. Yeah, well, that's the problem, though, because then you start mm. burning, you think you're failing. Mm. So then the steak. Mm. Yeah, different thicknesses. Oh, crazy. <laughs> You've got it tough. And I felt the social pressure, but luckily, I think I delivered. Okay, good. Yeah, a bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, nice. Okay. This is the age grouper that you tried to sneak in under questions and answers oh, last yeah, okay. week. Well, so David Duff, Gavin Duffy sent through this one. He said, I'd like to nominate my mate Cormac Ryan as age grouper of the week. He absolutely loves all things Iron Man, especially Iron Talk, and I'd imagine would be totally honoured to be mentioned on the show Anyway, he has been a sub-10 athlete. No, he's been after sub-10. Oh, sorry, after a sub-10 for the last few years, came in close this year and challenged Barcelona with a 10-11. 10-11-12. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lined up again this year, and despite its slowest Ironman swim and a slightly slower bike, he managed to run himself to a 9.56 with a smoking 3.16 marathon and realised his dream. There are 46 members of our club signed up for Challenge Rote next year, and no one has previously done a sub-10 uh, in the club. So Cormac has set the high bar high for all of us to follow, as well as take the club record from for Ironman to from... The Piranha Tri Club. That must be the Tri Club. Um, he's given us all something to aim for and be inspired by for the cold winter, and he's... Sorry, all-round legend who would fully deserve age group of the week title. No doubts he will have a Kona next year in sights, and you'll meet him in the big island sooner rather than later. And then we've got another email through from John Adams, who tried to, this is the one you tried to sneak, sneak under yeah. the, the age group radar last and week. he just says, love the show. I'd like to uh, get you to ask my mate, mention my mate Cormac, the mighty duck Ryan, this is his own talk nickname, mm-hmm, nice. from Teller. Teller, yeah, yeah, we pronounce it's that. T-A-L-L-A-G-H-T. Now, I know I can't read, but for Jeepers Creepers, John, how do you get Teller out of that? Yeah, we, we would have gone Talat. We would have pronounced that T on the end there, I think. In Ireland for his sub-10 performance in Challenge Barcelona. He went 9.56.23 and a 1.16 swim and a 5.19 bike and was well behind his planned times, but pulled it together with a 3.16 run. It took a lot of mental toughness to know that he was behind the times that he had shown in his previous attempt to break the 10 hours, but he still went balls out, John. Nice work. People were complaining, but he didn't care. Yeah. (laughs) Let them hang loose. (laughs) They were flopping side to side. (laughs) But he goes, I'm going to get this up to you. (laughs) Savage performance. Could you put him down a nickname? So what would be his nickname now? Uh, his nickname would be Sub 10 An elite animal He's an elite And what would have he been beforehand? He would have been a Palani predator so He's gone from a predator to an animal mm. And what I love about John Adams' emails Is he finishes it off Thank you very much And kept the great work John Her Yeah, I don't know about that I don't Yeah, know it's John Her don't, don't know what's going on there what, what, what abbreviations of your nickname do you get? Oh, your name Jonbo I call you Jonbo Yeah uh, John, John the Rock <laughs> <laughs> is, is, 
<laughs> Coach is John the Rock. Oh, mate, so it was from Don the Rock, Mar- uh, Don the Rock Morocco. <laughs> what sorry, I used to pile drive people on the high school mats at uh, at primary school. I thought you were joking. No. John the Rock. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh. You have much else other than Mully? <laughs> no. Um, Big Beef, they used to call me Big Beef. Big Beef? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the ladies. The ladies did. did. <laughs> big, big, big Mouth Beef. Was, big mouth. Yeah. yeah. No surprises. I don't know where I came from. Um, no, Beefster? Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Beefster. Do you get. What, no, no, John O's? Yeah, a bit of John O, bit of. Long John? Big, big Daddy. <laughs> big Daddy. Yeah, bit of everything. Johnny the Keg. Johnny the Keg. <laughs> yeah. Sponsor. Sponsor. Athlinks.com. It's got probably great show either. So, as I said before, I've got Half Ironman coming up this weekend. This weekend? Weekend Next after. Weekend. Next weekend. Yeah, weekend after. And so, okay, wait. Can you get top five? Yeah, yeah. I mean, those will be like, those guys will be miles in front and then I'll be probably, probably no the other, best, No other kind of local guy? I was viewed local guys that I need to get this mask kicking. Um, a guy I went riding with... Today, uh, yes, a couple of days ago, Craig Savage. He's likely to have about ten minutes off me off the bike. If you're listening, Craig, I'm going to smoke you on I the run. I think I met Craig. I know Craig, eh? Possibly. Yeah, I think I know Craig. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Rob Creasy. I don't know. He, I'm sort of in the same ballpark as him. Those guys, you know, on paper probably should beat me, but we'll, we'll see how we go. And you're not afraid yeah. to put a spectacle out there, are you? Well, just like see what happens. Uh, I always played it down. No, no, we'll go out there and give it a crack. But I am, I am doing my race. But anyway, um, I haven't done many half Ironmans in my career. And I thought, hey, what, what race have I done? So I actually popped onto Athlinks last night and had a little look-see there. What's cool about this, you know, you've got all your results by year and then you can break it down into, it's got all the different, different, distances. different distances. So I've got a half iron category here and I've only got down there two half Ironmans that I've um, I think done. I, I, I'm actually better at you than half Ironmans. Uh, some could say that. You know, it was interesting when I went on here. I went on to my half Ironman, and I had. I know I've got three. I've got Ashburton. I've got uh, Kona from this year, and then I've got in two thousand and four. I've got. Uh, I did a race. My stupid computer is not so working. Two thousand and four. You did a new UK half Ironman. UK half Ironman. I thought oh, that's kind of good. That was my comeback race. You did I had, four four eighteen thirty four, and I hadn't done anything for like a couple of years before that. And that was my comeback, and it was. So wait, did you trade much for it? I did like about 10 weeks of just, just sort of 10, into 10 it. hours. Oh, you did, you did a, a 27 swim? I got my ass smoked in that swim. 25th age group out of the water. Was transition was 136. You were the eighth age group out of the water. Look at that second, my other transition. I was second fastest in the second T2. seconds, that's pretty good. Your bike, you did 224.42. How'd that go? That was woeful. Your average pace was 23. It must be. It was a pretty tough course from memory. Well, and you were 20th off the bike? Yeah, that's pretty good. And then smoking second transition, second, and then um, ran. You ran a three, a one twenty three, twenty one. I raced pro. Did you race pro? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Did> you? yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have been an Iron athlete at the time. No way. So <laughs> how'd you get in? That's the thing, you just send them a letter, that's, that's, that's stupid. But anyway, well, it was just interesting for me, I could go back all the way to 2004 and, uh, and pull out those results, it was quite interesting for me to look through who was racing. Fifth John, place. John, oh, okay, sorry. You Fifth place out. was Dirk Bockel. We got him on the show today. Yeah, and then I finished, what did I finish? I finished 19th, 19th. it must have been a few age groupers in front of me, because okay. I was racing pro. They should have been made Stephen to go. Bayless? Yep, but then look, I was 19th. Spencer Smith? 20th was Jay Newsom as well. Jason Newsom, isn't that odd? 
With an E on the end. John Newsom 19th, Jason Newsom 20th. So wait a second. So this is what, 10 years ago almost? Yeah. You had Xavier LeFloc? Yeah. He's still around, is he? Uh, Not so much. Craig Walton? Yeah, he's not around. He would have first out of the water? Yes. Ain Ala Johansson, but then when I scrolled down for the for the girls side of things, and I was getting we smoked. Should have asked Dirk, we interviewed him if he remembers that race review. Yeah, probably. You know, I was getting smoked by a few girls uh, coming off the bike, uh, but we had in there Liz Blatchford was oh, really? in was she second girl? Can't quite see. Yeah, second. I think second girl, second or no, she was third girl, and then also I saw Cat Morrison in there. Cat Morrison, Kat Morrison. a pro, four thirty two. And it's just it's just funny going through and seeing all these names there. Fee Doherty was there, Bevan's uh, sister. What happened to her? Uh, she's had a baby now. She was pretty sharp at the time, mm. wasn't she? She was a fast runner. She yeah. outran me that day. What's really cool, John, is Neil Scholes was there as well. Yes. Yeah. I didn't Raymond know Raymond Connor. Nice. Andy Payne, these are athlete members who are friends of yours. There you go. Mark Whittle, Tom Clements, Alvin Cooney, Tom Chambers, Mark Tickner. There you go. This is cool, John. That's what's cool about athletics. There you go. Go back and reminisce. Now, you wouldn't have even remembered that race. You didn't even remember that race. Oh, so there you go. And now you can go, oh, next time you see old Neil, you can say, Neil, mate, 520, you need to sharpen up. Exactly. <laughs> it's Neil, good times. Neil got 1500 overall. 1500th. The best of your friends was Tom Clements. Okay, nice. He was 157th. You mm-hmm. nailed him, John. Nailed him. Yep. Good. So check it out, athletics.com. Keep all your... Your results in one place, and then you can go back and. But just that's a real good up. example. That's the conversation there. It's a real good example of the value of athletics. Mm. You know, like you can look back on these results, and John, you wouldn't have remembered this race. And, and that, well, this race doesn't even exist anymore, so I doubt the results are, are any, up anywhere. And the cool thing about it is that you go back, you know, and you can go back and reminisce on these races, and like you know, who you know, ten years down the piece, and all these names who we still quite know well as mm. the pros. Then you've got your friends and your rivals. Well, Liz Blatchford, third in Kona. Yeah. She raced there. Duke Bockle we had on the show today. So all these guys and we are didn't around. even plan that, John. No. Speaking of watch. Speaking of what, we've got coffees of Hawaii as well. And all these guys hopefully are cranking their coffees of Hawaii. Maybe that's what why Duke Bockle. No, we're not talking. Am I, oh, I'm no, on, I'm on right the place. What are you doing? I, I see. We're going to put an interview in now. We're going to put an interview Duke Bockle team. Duke Bockle was... 7.52 on route this year. Fast. That is soloing it. Well, that's, that's what's great about Rote is you've got Dirk's time there and you've got um, Raylet when he smoked it and they both solo, solo TT'd off the front and just set those amazing times. It's, it's awesome. It's cool. Noise, isn't it? And that's you know, as di- you look at the old record when it was Van Leer, was it? Uh, Van Leer, yeah. He went, yep, that yep. was when they had those guys on the four of them on the front of the yes, bike and they, they exactly. smashed each other, you know, yeah. and so, which is awesome. But, you know, when you get a guy who just TT's it, Mm. That's a true performance, isn't it? Exactly. So here's Dirk. Here's Dirk. Wait a second. Oh, push pause. Here's Dirk. Okay. Uh, a few weeks ago, Kona was on, and and I was sitting there watching a lot of the coverage, and I was quite. It was a. It seemed like a very strange men's race. It was, was a very strange men's race, wasn't it? <laughs> and I was trying to figure out what was going on and inside the elite race. And today, we hopefully get some answers from somebody who was right in amongst it. Uh, I think he was fourth or fifth off the bike. Didn't have the run that he's had in the last few years. Um, but we met him in Kona last year as Dirk Bockel. So welcome back to the show, Dirk. 
<laughs> Thank you very much. I actually, um, yeah, I saw a little video post you did, and yeah, uh, I saw that too. We, we can talk about that a, a bit more later on. But if we talk a bit about the race first, you know, for for a lot of us uh, people watching the race, that the first thing that happened, you know, coming out of the swim, there was this that gigantic pack, which which seemed a yeah. lot bigger than normal. So, what was it like inside the swim this year? Was it faster, slower, the same? Any was have people just lifted their game? Yeah, I, well, I, I don't really know what happened. I was swimming in the front. I was in fourth, fifth position for the whole way. And honestly, I thought it was pretty fast. And uh, my swimming was really up to speed for the race. So I was really surprised that so many people were able to go with the group. And, you know, the likes of Timo Bracht, you know, they're sometimes uh, four minutes back or sometimes three minutes. And they were in the same group. So I was pretty upset seeing that and especially that I, I thought we were swimming pretty well so not too sure why this happened but uh, I think the overall times were pretty much in the normal range so I guess the game is lifted for sure. And, and then the bike you know um, I, we had a, a group three or four of us in my garage doing a, a trainer session watching the bike and we were com- <laughs> commenting you know um, when you, you hit the climb to Harvey on the way up you know a couple of us thought man we could have you know 10 guys coming off the bike here together and 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 see a, a real ITU style running race and then it just disintegrated so so what yeah. happened on the on the on the bike ride there well first of all i think it was very fast the first let's say 20 kilometer was really fast so it was really not possible to make up any any spots because I, I was stuck in kind of 20th place and i was pretty far back but everybody had a perfect uh, you know 12 meter difference and so there, there, there was no gap jumping really. So I just decided for myself to stay, you know, in my position as long as I have to. And it turned out I had to stay there till basically the climb of Javi. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, we were around 25 guys and go, going up the hill, you know, I guess the first people started paying, paying the price for, for leaving out, uh, leading out too quick, I guess. And, you know, there, there, there were little groups and we we're jumping a couple of gaps and, I think most of the people, you know, halfway up the hill just, just started falling apart. And I was surprised. It was pretty early. And on the very top, I actually had to stop to get my special need back. I think they changed something this year. So we used to be in the back of the special need, and now we were in the front. So when I, was, when I didn't get my bag, I saw someone running from the very back towards me. So uh, it was Frederick van Lieve as well. We both spent uh, a good 20 seconds there stopping, you know, and waiting for our nutrition and but still i mean there was no one in sight and well we had to make up to the top three guys that were in front of us at that time and that took basically all the downhill to to get back on on, on that wheel basically and then well i guess ferris was the next to who started falling back a little bit and yeah frederick accelerated and i guess i stayed in the middle of it and uh, you know there were big time gaps going into the run Mm. What was it like riding in that big pack? You know, like was it kind of out of it? You know, to have such a big pack. I know we we're going a little bit back here, but early on to have such a massive pack there and just seem to be moving along. What was that, what was that like? Yeah, I, I, it was it was weird. It was weird. I mean, usually you know we start out with twenty guys and going to RV, we're you know we're, we're like ten guys and at the yeah. top we're only five guys and going down. Okay, the top three are gonna make make a show, but this time there was such a big uh, such a big pack and. Well, like I said, it was just very, very unusual and it cost a little bit of, you know, you had to pay attention all the time, not not rolling up to someone at the aid stations and, and stuff like that. And 
I mean, I saw a couple of guys passing really critical uh, critical moments, and I just didn't want to take the chance. I I had my my only penalty uh, a couple of years ago in Hawaii, and I just I just wanted to play safe, and it just took so long till we got up to Javi, and that that's when the real race, I guess, started. Because for for the age groupers listening, you know, if if you're sitting in twentieth wheel, I mean, if you want to make a bit of a move, it's probably. I don't know, is it a five-minute effort to get to the front? Because if there's no gaps, you can't sort of slot into the line? Is it, is it really... Yeah, is if, it, you get, if you get so many guys, I mean, you, you're supposed to have uh, around... Uh, well, it's every race different. I mean, it's like 20 to 25 uh, seconds per guy. Um, I think it's a big risk if you want to take 20 people because you really have to increase your wattage to, to mm-hmm. pass those guys. So I prefer like three, four at a time if it's possible. But, you know, by that time you see a gap and you, you accelerate and that guy actually wakes up and closes the gap. Well, <laughs> yeah. you're screwed. You have to go all the way, you know. And if you, if you sneak in somewhere, then, you know, you, you're just unfair to, to the guy that you just pass. And, you know, you're going basically in the zone that you're not supposed to. And that's absolutely okay to get a penalty then. But uh, just to avoid that problem, I just stayed safe till I saw a bigger gap. But... Jeez, it cost me way too much energy at some point, but, well, I guess that's what you have to do. So at this stage in your race, how are you feeling? Say that again? The, the, this stage in the race on the bike, how are you feeling? Yeah, well, it was, it was not too bad. I mean, every, everything was, was great, uh, well, till, yeah, till the end of the bike. Uh, I don't even want to imagine again how I felt when I, when I was running and I, I got into those uh, you know, stomach troubles, which I never had before. But everything went according to plan till a certain point, you know. And um, I, I just before we go on to the run, um, it, I heard Maka ranting um, the other day. He's got a podcast and he did a pre-Kona podcast that a lot of people enjoyed. And he was saying that, you know, the drafting rules on the bike are stupid. Do, do you think there's any – have you got a better solution for, 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 for a drafting rule on the bike on how it can be made better, you know, so you don't have to pass 20 people? Or are you just, do you just think, well, the sport's so much more competitive now, it's just really tricky to, to not draft on the bike? And Yeah, do you have any solutions? Yeah, it's very, it makes it very hard. I mean, it, I choose not to pass 20 guys at once, so um, you, you could, but it takes a lot of effort and uh, – well, if it would be a hillier course at the beginning, you know, we could actually pass once in a while. But there, if you have to stay back for for an hour and a half to wait till you can actually make your move, that's it's kind of yeah, it was upsetting. But I I, I don't know if the, if there would be a better solution to that. I mean, what I think, you know, you, we we should have consistency in every single race, so every long distance race, regardless of which uh, company uh, the, the the race puts on. Um, we should have the same rules. So it should always be 10 meters. And well, in Kona, you know, we have those reflectors on the side of the road and that's 12 meters. So like everywhere, wherever you go, it changes. So there, there's no consistency over, over our discipline, the long distance racing. It, Sometimes it is it's odd, isn't it? <laughs> People yeah, ask. I mean, it's annoying. I mean, like, it's can't be that hard to make one rule. Well, you know, some races seven meter rule, then it's front wheel to back wheel, and then it's back wheel to front wheel, and it, it just changes all the time. It makes it just hard for us. And uh, yeah, well, it's not my job to to make up the new rules, but obviously, what I've seen uh, uh, for the age group races, I, I've seen a couple of videos post race uh, Hawaii, and holy crap! I mean, that was really on the wheel. We're talking a one meter difference, like yeah. team time trialing, and well. 
you know, it's still it's a big business, obviously, for the company in Hawaii. So, so they want to get as much people as possible over there. And, you know, uh, it, it looked like they might not have uh, enforced all the rules at some parts there. And, and um, so back, back to your race and, and the guys' race. Um, you know, coming off the bike, you, you're in um, fourth or fifth place. And it's just um, a lot of guys... Yeah, we we. I was sitting there thinking, right? Somebody like, yeah, a, no be, be, I thought be, a Bevan Doherty or Timo Bracht or, or someone like that might come through and run, you know, a, two, a, a mid two forty, and and if not win it, <laughs> get get close. Um, yeah. It seemed like a lot of guys just didn't fire on the run. You were saying you had stomach issues. Bevan had stomach issues. Nico and Nico. Um, you know, we were hearing that you know some people are thinking there's something going wrong with the perform. Was it tasting off? Yeah, what's what was going on with your run, and, and what's what's the feedback you've had from other guys? Well, I can only speak for myself, but uh, I started getting some stomach issues like on the on the way back from Javi, and that's that was pretty much like just shortly before where I grabbed the first bottles from off the course, and well, I tasted a little funny. That's what I can confirm, but I I, I don't really know what happened, and I heard a lot of rumors. A lot of people were talking about it. Uh, I think Andrew Starkovich he wrote an interesting blog about it. So he he gave his uh, you know his drink bottle to a, to a lab to get it tested, and he has some speculation about it. Really? The fact was, I talked to a lot of people, and everybody said it was tasting funny, and I, I thought so too. Well, I, I had stomach problems basically on the last half of the bike, and coming coming on the run part, you know, it got worse and, you know, that's the reason why I basically had to stop after 20 kilometers running and I was still running pretty decent at that point, but, you know, stomach cramps were getting worse and worse and I threw up a couple of times and, well, I met Bevan in the in the ambulance to go back home, so that was not that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um it's just and and what what's your sort of overall analysis of the the guys race because Freddie Van Leer you know I, I certainly wasn't picking him to win the race but when you look back you say hey you know he's won Abu Dhabi and he's been third there but in terms of the times for the the the, the pro guys versus say the pro girls and the age right. groupers it seems like the guys times were were relatively slow compared yeah, to what everybody funny. else is doing well, I totally agree, and um, I, I looked up a couple of race analysis from, from Mark Allen, and, and he's talking about the running times and stuff, but our problem is simply we just ride way too hard the first one and a half hours, and that, that's the reason why a couple of good overall guys are actually falling apart going up to Javi, and uh, I think it's just a race structure for the men's race that, that makes it totally different. I mean... I wish we could do an Ironman where we can just do a single start every five minutes. I mean, that would be a totally different, different picture then. But, um, well, Fred is really, really strong on the bike. So I think he's one of the guys that can just cope with it the best. And like, for instance, taking Bevan now, I think uh, it must have been really, really hard for him at the beginning of the bike. And then maybe he had to pay the price for that. But um, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen in the, in the next year. I mean, it, it has been the last three years. It's always overpacing on the bike, and then people fall apart. And whoever can hold it together as much as possible actually puts together a good run. So, I think you really have to pre- prepare for that kind of race now. Dirk, mm. you know, we, I, we watched your clip of uh, that you put on YouTube. Um, you know, you're kind of talking about your post race, and you, it, it seemed like you were in a very emotional place at that time. Yeah. And, you know, it, which makes sense. You know, you, you put your life towards this one race, and 
you know, for you to not even finish obviously breaks your heart. But, you know, you know, it's now a few weeks down the line. Um, you know, you even talked in that video about not coming back to Kona. Like, where, where, where's your thinking now? Yeah. Uh, see, I haven't made up my mind. I mean, I'm in a really good position because I, I, I raced good all year. So I'm, I'm, I have my contract for next year, basically. So I'm, I'm, I'm stable for the next couple of years. So I can do what I want to, and uh, I, I still have a good three, four, or five years left in me. Mm. So I, I haven't made up my mind if I want to go through the whole qualification process and trying to race uh, till I get all the points, and you know, or or I change and go to 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 do some other races such as Abu Dhabi or as uh, the Challenge Series and stuff like that. Um, I heard rumors that there might be very soon in the next years or maybe even uh, another world championship is coming up in different companies so mm. that might be creating a lot of competition for Kona so um, it, it's it's hard for me to say anything at that point in time because you know I'm still in off season and I'm doing everything but sport at the moment yeah <laughs> which is <laughs> good for a change yeah you need yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's a hard decision I mean racing all those races to qualify you know that's those are usually races where you can't earn that much money unless you choose the, the really big races such as uh, Melbourne or Frankfurt or something like this. But that means you have to prepare 100%. And mm-hmm. that also means, you know, that there goes three months without racing or well, basically not being in a great position to race because you're preparing that one race. And uh, it's a lot of gambling. It's not very, very good. I, I, I still believe it's like a, a win-lose situation for, for us pro athletes. I mean, we, we lose because if you want to go to Kona, you have to race to get points. But at the end of the day, you know, we, we are professionals. We have to live off the sport. So it's, it's a tough choice. So for, for you in terms of your, your sponsors and um, making a living, you know, if, if you're finishing, say, fifth in Kona, we, we all know how much money that is. Um, it's not, not a, a massive amount in terms of you know, being able to live off that for a year. Yeah. But you know, w- would you be better off um, going off and doing, say, a, a meta man or, or something like that where you might earn twice as much money? Or, or does that getting – does that – you know, fourth, fifth, sixth place mean anything um, for, for your sponsors? Yeah. Well, I think for me, placing four times in the top ten, I mean, it's the goal is now to be top ten. The goal is to podium or win yeah. that damn thing at some point. But yeah. uh, it, it just takes so much effort to go. So you sacrifice the whole season, and that's it. that's exactly what we're talking about now. It, that's not make sense. So if you, if you have a fifth or sixth place, it, it does not make sense. You know, but if if you podium, potentially it makes sense. But um, it, it's a very hard decision. There are so many races out there, and you know, when when I decided to to race Roth, uh, the challenge race in Germany this year, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, we're talking you know, two hundred thirty thousand spectators. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's would... a market. It's the biggest race in Germany, like yeah. bigger than uh, the Formula One or the tennis. You know, I mean, it, it's huge, and obviously there there's way more money than in, in some of the um, MDOT races. Mm. So we have to see, I mean, Kona is a flagship of MDOT and Roth is the flagship of Challenge. Um, so if you compare both races, you know, it's it's hard to say. One is a world championship and it has a, lot, a big status in the world, so it counts a lot. But on the other side, you know, for, for European guys, uh, Roth is the biggest race and, and, and Frankfurt is also a very uh, good race with a good reputation. So it's, it's hard to, to, to find a solution. I, I haven't found it yet, so I'm, I'm struggling to, to, you know, it's going to be extreme either way. If I go Ironman, I have to, to, to race a lot and I have to race good for 
you know, to get back to Kona, but there there are many other options as well. So it's it's really hard to make a decision there. Dude, how does it hit your confidence? You know, because like last year, you, you, you was your hand, wasn't it last year? You know, oh yeah. You know, Thanks so, for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but you know, <laughs> last year you had the hand problem before the race, which you know, and you're looking sharp going into right. the race. Then you come along, you had this. You know, what did you do? Seven fifty two and wrote. So you know, you, you bloody killed wrote. And then yeah. you come to Kona and your bloody stomach pulls you out. What, what is it? Does it? Does it? Did, like obviously, wrote you come along. You go well, obviously. I'm of the, of the ability to win the world championship in Kona, you know, with a performance mm. like wrote. So you know you're up there. But then to kind of have these couple of years where you just, you know, things don't go your way. Does it? Didn't your own confidence, or is it more? I just need to get the balls in order to make it work. Ooh. Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, obviously after Roth, I had huge confidence, mm. and uh, I threw everything in that I had to, to to get in the best possible shape of my life. And then something happens out there which is out of my control, which is really a big bummer. And there's no finger pointing, but I mean, if there's something that happened out there, you know, I haven't seen any official statements about that, so there, there's nothing I can do, and it's probably way too late now to do anything. Mm. But uh, for me, you know, I, I spent three months preparing that race, and I have no outcome. So, and also now I have the struggle of having no points and, and doing that qualification system, and you know, you have to race so much that I have to decide: am I going to race? Uh, not in the greatest condition, another race this year, or am I going to race early? So you're kind of forced to, you know, race under value. I mean, race under your perfect performance because you don't have the time to prepare properly for one race. Mm. So you just have to race a lot in order to make it. But if you race a lot, you won't be at the top of your game. Mm. So again, uh, I believe uh, me as an athlete, I lose here because I'm forced to race a lot of races that I don't want to do. If I could choose, of course, I would only race Hawaii. And, you know, I, I really like the, the qualification where we had before with the, the top 10 qualify automatically. So I would have been saved the last uh, four years. But then also, you know, you have to validate, you have to race more. And, well, I don't have the perfect solution what we can do. But um, I see a lot of athletes turning away from Hawaii now. Mm -hmm. And uh, at some point, I think two years ago, there were only 18 people returning from the year before. So that, that's a big sign and mm -hmm. I heard a lot of people being very upset that there's not too many spectators out there anymore and uh, yeah, I don't know if it's decreasing or if they just don't allow spectators to go back on the course and, and, and you know, limit the amount of media and all that. I'm not sure if that's the right way. Uh, I, I see changes already so I, I just have to make up my mind if I want to continue doing that or if I pursue a different dream now. And I, um yeah, we often, you know, everybody puts the boot into WTC because they're the big organisation. Big brother. But, but they've, um, you know, they've got uh, Jordan Rapp and a couple of other people on there. Are they, are they starting to listen more? Um, yeah, and, and, and do you compare, you know, if you were to compare, say, the challenge guys listening to the pros versus WTC, you know, what, is there much difference there or what's, what's the deal? Well, as far as I know, there, there are some people that are under contract with the WTC. They do a certain amount of races probably and they get probably paid a certain amount of money to do that. And those are also the people that are advertised pretty well from them. And uh, I, I, I'm not sure if Jordan is one of them, but uh, he, he is absolute. Uh, he's into the WTC, so he, he's, he's racing a lot to, to go to Kona. And uh, I think he still has a future there, so it makes sense for him. But... A lot of people that have been there for several years and they don't make a top three, they're, they're, they're between six and, and, and 15 the whole time. 
I think those people might we, we we might see some changes and you know if the top dogs I mean there's there's Maka there there's Crowley I, I think they're done with Hawaii now mm -hmm. then Marino has a big process you know to get back on track with the points and you, you calculate all the people that dropped out you know mm -hmm. I don't think everyone is gonna go through the whole you know the torture to 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 get all those points and and basically just race for points and and don't earn anything you know mm. so i i believe we will see some changes this year yeah Dude, can i ask um john john always has this theory that if you go hard kind of june july kind of you know may june july then we don't really see those guys do that well in kona and you know you 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 know you get a stomach upset so you know it's hard to really put you in this category but you know like you nailed wrote and you know if we look over the last few years he, john's theory does seem to sit in place that the guys who do really great in kind of may june july don't seem to do so well in kona what's your thoughts on that well sir, uh, to some degree i agree with you but uh to give you a different example let's look at uh Ferris, let's look at, uh, well, Ferris still made a top 10 the, the last couple of years, but uh, Rail, for instance, he raced in the summer. He raced really well in Hawaii, except this year, but it was due to an injury and maybe because of, you know, different different uh, problems. But, um, yeah, it, it is hard to times a year. You know, if you want to race early, you know, a lot of Aussies go, go, go to Melbourne uh, or to Abu Dhabi, then... You know, we we have the big summer with Frankfurt and Roth, mm. and then then we have Hawaii. So, you know, pick your battles. What's the most important thing? You know, if if you can make a top three in Hawaii, it probably doesn't make sense to uniquely focus on 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 Hawaii. Mm. And for me, it was just a new experience. You know, I've been racing. It's my twenty fifth season this this year. Really? So I, yeah, geez, I'm old, am I? Wow, twenty five <laughs> seasons. That's yeah, impressive. So, yeah. Um, so, so I wanted to have something new, a new motivation. So I signed up for Roth, and it was just an experience of a lifetime. I mean, I, I watched that race as a little kid, so it was it was just absolutely amazing. And the, I think all my motivation went into this race. And of course, I'm still fresh and motivated to to go to Hawaii. So unfortunately, now I'm sitting here with no result. But you know that that's also racing. I mean, that that can happen. It's I think a lot of European guys do really really well in the summer and tend not to do too well. Uh, you know, coming the time of October. Mm. But if you see, uh, for instance, T.O., he sacrificed all year to race Hawaii and he was fifth. So mm. I don't know if he got out of it what he wanted. So it, it, it's, it's a gamble, but it's a long season. If you want to be good in Hawaii, you sacrifice your whole year basically yeah. just for that one day. And if that one day could be out of your hands and then you sit home with nothing and you still have a family to support and, you know. What, what was it like, Emirate, mate? You know, like seven seven fifty two, mate. That's that's smoking it. Like, what you know? What <laughs> was that so like? Fast. Yeah, how's that, how, like, how does it feel? Like, I know it's hard for you to describe that because you know you're of, of this level. But to the age group out there, it's just, it just blows our mind to think of that someone could go that far. So, what's it feel like to be in that place? <laughs> well, okay, I tell you what. My my game plan was basically to try to break eight hours. So that I broke it, it, it's already mission accomplished. But the way I broke it, you know, the, the time is amazing, you know. But honestly, it was for me the biggest success of the day was to race my own race and to show everyone there that, you know, I'm off the front by myself, hardly anyone around. There was one motorcycle once in a while that I saw. And I was all day by myself and I can produce that, you know, not just the time, but but hold it together for the run. So that that was the biggest accomplishment for me. And you know, after racing for so long, this is, you know, 
for that moment, you know, when you, when you cross the finish line, you, you get back what you work for so hard. But, yeah. you know, I tell you what, after the swim, it was a really fast swim, like Dylan McNeese, he's a top swimmer. And yeah, he, yeah. he was taking it out really hard. And, but in transition, I don't know what happened. Maybe I had the perfect day. I mean, obviously I had, but I had the perfect day in transition. I mean, I, I was on my bike. I looked back. There was, there was no one. And I could look at least like 30 seconds back and there was no one. So I kept riding and I got the first time split at, at 5K. And I was like, wow, 45 seconds. What am I going to do? I mean, I'm already 45 seconds ahead, you know. So I looked at my watch and I'm like, okay, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm in the range what I want to do. So let's. Let's just keep going. So after 20, 20 kilometers, I had, I think, 145. I was like, crap, what am I going to do? It's going to be a lonely day if I continue here. <laughs> but I thought, well, this is what I trained for and it doesn't feel too bad. So oh, let's just try it. You know, I went out and uh, I rode by myself. And, uh, you know, after, I think after, after, after even 120K, I still had three, four minutes to the guys. And at some point, I guess they, they must have cracked and I, I was able to continue to hold the watts high. And I came in with a seven-minute lead over the next really good cyclist and kind of like 12 minutes or 11 and a half minutes to James Kanama. So I thought, well, I mean, 10 minutes now, wait, he can never run that down, you know. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's focus the first 20. <laughs> so the first 20, okay, was good. I still had the same time. And he didn't come any closer, so I thought, okay, from now on, just eat and drink and hydrate and just, just easy now, off the gas, just, just make it. And, you know, no one is going to come close. And at the finish line, I had, I had 12 and a half minutes, and then I choose to, to celebrate a, a little bit too long. Otherwise, I could have, you know, it was funny because now I have the fifth fastest time, and I could have had the fourth fastest time if I wouldn't have. <laughs> Just all those high fives and whatever, but it, you know it was so worth it. And who cares? Fourth or fifth time, you know, it was amazing. And that one and a half minute, like dancing around there before I crossed the line, that's just that gave me back what I worked for in my life. You know, that was yeah, just sure. was amazing uh, yeah. race in my life. So, um, yeah, obviously from from Luxembourg, you're obviously in Florida. Well, you're, not, you're in Florida at the moment. So, how, how do you split your year um, between uh, being in Europe and being in the States? It's a little stressful because there's a lot of flying back and forth, but uh, we, we try to minimize the, the, the traveling a little bit. So we, we try to stay in, in, in Florida during the winter because you know, we have constantly 15, 20 degrees mm. in the winter. So I can, I can train properly and, uh, you know, I believe continuity like every, every week should be should be a good training week, not not like in Europe, you know, when you have snow and you, you, you know, you go two weeks to the Canary Islands, then you fly back to Europe, you can't train much, you just do your swim and core and then you go back. So I choose to stay in Florida and just train continuously over the winter. And then during the summer, usually going back to, to Europe, but I'm not saying Luxembourg uniquely because there, there's so many races and I have to travel quite a lot. So I my base is, of course, in Luxembourg, and but uh, there, there are so many trips. I'm on the road all the time, and you know, even now when I say I'm staying over the winter in Florida, I still have two trips already planned to Europe during that time. So it's it's a lot of back and forth. But hey, welcome in the triathlon pro life, mm. you know. So if if, um, if people want to follow you, um, I think you're pretty active all, on all sorts of social media. So give yourself a plug if if people want to follow you, and and if you've got any you know shout outs for any sponsors or anything like that. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, I, I do a lot of updates on Twitter, of course. It's my normal name, Dirk Buckle. I tell people, you know, what I, what I do, basically, the honest, dirty truth, you know. 
Um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, my, my Facebook fan page obviously has, has a lot of pictures and a lot of uh, movies. I, I believe in doing a lot of movies to, to really show the people what kind of guy I am and to, to build up some trust that people know how do you work, how can you produce those, those training times and, and racing times and so on. And the page, uh, liveandlettry.com. That's you. You'll find a lot of movies. I actually made a movie uh, um, about my my season last year's season, and we got way over thirty five thousand clicks already, which is amazing. Um, it was a, a TV crew that actually uh, followed me around the whole year, all big races till yeah, you know, till I broke my hand in Hawaii. But uh, it gives you it gives you a glance behind the scenes and shows you how. You know, it's not just a glorious life and, and racing and, and, and waving to the crowd. You know, it takes a lot of sweat, a lot of work to to make it all happen. And, mm. you know, the last two years, I've been really blessed. You know, uh, the Team Leopard Trek uh, was just amazing to me. Perfect support. And I produced good races. So I'm very, very thankful for my main sponsor. Unfortunately, it's going to come to an end this year. Mm. And, uh, yeah, there's not much I can say. I, 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 at this point in time, but um, there's going to be a future, and I will announce that when the time is right for that. Very good. Oh, yeah, well, we love your work, mate, and, and we know it was a bit of a bummer for you this year in Kona, but you know I'm sure you've got plenty of great results in front of you. Oh, 752 I'm in the belt. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> awesome, and, and thanks so much for yeah. It's it's really hard for us to understand what goes on in that pro race. You know, we're sort of sitting there going, "What the hell are they doing on the bike?" And it's um, and yeah, why? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's good to get some insight. <laughs> were you, just lastly, were you surprised that no runners fired? The, the who fired? No, no runners fired. You know, like on on well, the. Well, you know, we, we, knew, we knew Crow was injured, and the heart of the bike is the, the more you hurt the runners. Uh, even Rana, he was running exceptionally well. Yeah. And uh, Bart Ehrman, the, the Belgian guy, I mean, he's, he's a guy to watch for the future. If he gets his crap together on the swim, he's, he's dangerous. And yeah. it's not about the times. You know, we always look at the pure bike times or the running times, but it's, you have to see the, the whole eight hours. I mean, you, ha- you have to swim up front. You have to be able to go with the first 10 people and have to run off the bike in a solid 250. And, you know, if, if you ride 420, you don't need to run 240s, you know. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we can all – all the 250, 255 guys, and I include myself there, I, at least in Hawaii – um, I believe, you know, if, if you would ride 10 minutes slower, we can run 250s, you know, mm. and if, if you would ride uh, 445, then, you know, we could run 245, you know, but that's not the point. I mean, use your strength. And so everybody has their own tactic. And I mean, I, I would be stupid not to, to use my swim and my bike and then just sit back there and waste 25 minutes just to produce a 245 run. I, I, I don't yeah. see the point in that. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, man. So if anybody wants to, as we said... I'm on your website right now. I'm looking at your relaxing holiday in Norway. So, you know. <laughs> nice. That was, that was good, man. I deserved that after Roth, for sure. <laughs> so check out Dirk at uh, liveandlettry.com. And uh, thanks for your time. And we might see you in Kona next year. Otherwise, we'll find out what else you're up to. So thanks for your time, Dirk. You know, sure. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Always love to share some, some thoughts and comments here. Cool. Awesome, mate. Thanks, mate. Jumbo, do we read between the lines and say Challenge is going to make a world championship? Potentially, I wouldn't be surprised. Like he's, he's not even saying it, he, he he just kind of vaguely puts it out there. That, well, I mean, um, that another organisation might be doing a world championship. But um, Felix has sort of mentioned, you know, mentioned. No, that every you, time I interview Felix, that's my first question. Is yeah. when you, and he always says, "Oh, you always ask me that." <laughs> um, and Felix, 
if you're going to announce it, you need to announce it for us first. <laughs> we want the scoop on this one. Yeah. Um, interesting. Well, I, well, I think um, for me, how do they ha- go about doing it? Oh, and I was actually going to talk about the race. Anyway, um, well, let's talk about this rope thing first. Let's okay. Say, let's say now this is totally speculation. We know nothing. It's uh, Dirk drops a couple hints in the air, and it may not even be rope. But if they if they have no qualification points around it, and they offer Cabana Grand, yeah, for the winner or, or similarish to Kona money. Well, they, they, they do offer pretty similar money, don't they? No, no, no. Kona's quite good money. Okay. Yeah. So I think it a big sponsor because as Dirk says. Road's a better experience than Kona. Mm-hmm. As a race. Well, come on. We we a bit wet day. Sorry? No, we, did we go on the I'm, road? I'm not saying road. I'm saying roads. They're, they're really different. I mean, Kona's got the history. And people go to Kona, they get blown away. Like, we've been there quite a few yeah. times. But no, but I think go road, as, an, as an atmosphere with a crowd, yes, you can't that, beat it. That, you it's can't beat that. miles ahead of Kona. But as a whole package, Kona is pretty special for most age groupers who go there the first time. Yeah. Once you've been there a few times... But I'm sure the same with Rote once you've been to Rote a few times. Yeah. Same thing. It's both, to be honest, the most iconic races on the calendar. Mm. Rote, you know, they could pull off now. The thing is, there's enough of a gap to call them both World Cup Championships, isn't it? Mm. You know, you could have Rote and get most of those guys to turn up to Kona and, but then... Can't, can't be good at both. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, do, mm. do you end up chasing points? Yeah. It's just going to come down to money. The top guys are still going to do Kona, the top five guys who do are thinking on the Do you think 10 years from now we could be talking going... Wow, Kona's no longer the big thing. If challenged it, it well. Never say never. I wouldn't, wouldn't be because races do come and go, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Don't, I don't think it's impossible if, if they get the money right. I think that's the key thing: get the money right. And if, if pros is thinking, yeah, you know, I can. That's a better way to make a living. I don't see any reason why not. You just got to always balance up. You win Kona, you win Kona. That's a big deal. But if you don't finish, if you finish anywhere else, you've yeah, only one guy wins Kona, didn't they? I know. One guy yeah. girl. It's, it's it's interesting as well because if you think about it. Um, you know, in the interview of Dirk, he definitely is at a crossroad in his career where he's kind of like, well, you know, you had one bad day at Kona and your next year's kind of screwed. Mm. You know, you've, you either choose races which are half-hearted for, you get bug all money in it so it's not good for feeding your family, or you choose the big races but, you know, there's a risk that comes with the big races and the commitment that comes to the big races and, you know, whereas you could go and do the, all these other races, you're in a really good living, have a wicked life experience. It's, mm. it's interesting. I found really interesting, yeah, I... I've got to give Ironman a bit of a plug here because I went on to Ironman.com yesterday and I noted, because I was going on the live coverage to try to find the results from um, Sam Guide and guys like that, and I noticed they've got all the live coverage up still up there. So they've got different clips of the whole race. So you can go through on oh. Ironman.com now and if you want to relay, and, and you can fast forward it, so you can watch the swim, the bike and the run, and they've got all the footage up there, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but my point was going to be they had uh, um, Pete Jacobs was leading out of the swim and the start of the bike ride when he was riding around town, man, he looked like he was doing a 20k TT. He really? looked like he was absolutely smashing Gunning the shit it. out of it. Really? And that was probably the interesting thing, you know, trying to figure out why the guys' times went so fast and why so many of them are blowing up and not running so fast. It just sounds like that first 45k of the bike, and I've heard other guys, Paul, I remember Paul Amy saying it to me at the, the party last year, uh, he just said, the pace is just Full on, really? and that just screws you. You know, you you, you got to deal with that physically. Well, that's and what Dirk was saying, wasn't it? Yeah, like, you know, you know, it blows you to pieces. It, it, the, the bikers have to play to their strengths, don't they? And they're going to put the cards on the table early on to really hurt those guys mm. who don't have that bike speed. You know, whereas the girls, 
again, Rinny, she got to ride an even race. The girls got to ride, they, they looked like, you know, it's, a, it's a, sure it was a line of 10, but a line of 10 is quite different to a line of 20. And I wonder if they are just tactically riding the same way or they're just riding a pace line where the guys are just smacking it silly. I will say one thing about John, because if we think about this year in particular, like, always the guys are faster than that first 90 Ks at the bike. You know what I mean? Like, it's always that first hour and a half, it's a smackdown. But still, we see runners come through, mm. you know, and this year, you know, we didn't. We didn't, you know, mm. and it still is an odd year, you know, like it is, yep. you know, Dirk was saying, well, you know, those guys were really smacking it. And I think the swim kept everybody together. So there's definitely that kind of, there's a bigger pack there and all that. But, you know, we do see that every year that, that first hour and a half of the bite, they're just laying some metal down on each other. Mm. But still, if we look back to the last kind of seven or eight years, it's been the runner who has won it. Mm. So. Usually you've had who who've, who've been coming through. You've had Crowy come through, and you've had Rayleigh come through, and maybe or somebody Pete. else, and, and Pete. And yeah, they're all blue, mm. which is odd. But a couple of them sounds like all, all three of those were probably the three you'd almost expect to come through were all injured by the sounds of it. So it was mm. interesting. Mm. Anyway, good stuff, Dirk. Yeah, good guy, really good guy. Now we're gonna have a, we'll do sponsor John. Sponsor Extreme Endurance. Oh, no, what are we doing? Oh, we're, we're changing my order around. I'm all, all confused. But let's let's do Extreme Endurance. We'll do coffees of why afterwards. Oh, I was gonna put up that email from Facebook. Okay, okay no, go for it. Well, no, let's no. just chop and change. Go for it. Okay, well, I need, need to put the email. Oh. You do a little bit of a coffees of why. Coffees of why. John, tell me about it. Well, we we just under one year out now from Kona, and we're all looking forward to our coffees of Hawaii. And I think, given my wife's coming over, um, I think she's going to come too. I just mentioned that to her before. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. I saw your wife yesterday. Good. No, on Saturday. Yeah. Her and Jen walking up the hill. Yep, yep, yep. Sunday. I waved to them. Yep. They Sunday. Me. We go riding Sunday. As <laughs> soon as we get back, they go. Um, make the girls swim out to the coffees of Hawaii boat. They can even ta- take. Can, can Belinda swim? She can swim that far. She, yeah. Should be, Joe. Joe would breaststroke out there. Yeah, that's what Blinder would do. They can, yeah. can breaststroke out there. Joe doesn't like getting heat water. Her heat wet. No. She, won't, she won't be getting any free Joe goggles. Then. In the beach with her glasses on. Yeah, she won't be getting any free goggles. Yeah. Anyway, go out there, get your coffees. Jeff Martindale, John. Mm-hmm. He's gone. Sweet, thanks. Something you, I don't know. They're talking about lottery lights out there. And he's got this pretty cool, not to only get a chance to go to Kona, but I know that I'm going to be helping to send you guys to Kona with the lottery. And we'll talk a little bit more about it's lottery. Not a lottery. Yeah, we're doing our research on that, but it's going to happen in just a couple of weeks, guys. I'm a huge fan of Iron Talk. I also wanted to say that after listening to the show for the past three years and all the back episodes, I finally decided to spurge and get some fantastic coffees that you're always ranting and raving on from Coffees of Hawaii. I must say they truly delivered great customer service and even greater product. I was blown away at how good it was and even made some of my co-workers who I now ask, took some of some of my co-workers who are now asking me every day to bring some more and get rid of the crap stuff they give us at work. <laughs> so thanks Coffees of Hawaii for supporting the show and thank you guys for spreading the word and love about their amazing coffee. So that, that's go. a pretty good Good testimonial, isn't it? Get the workmates on it. Get your boss. If you've got a boss in there, just say, look, I think we can lift pro- productivity here. It's an investment, John, isn't it? Because people love their coffee. Yeah, and if you can have a happier workforce there through better productivity, more alertness, with good quality coffee, you're on to a winner. And actually, because, you know, like workplaces spend thousands on developing their stuff. Mm-hmm. And really, for, for some quality coffee. A couple of hundred a year. A couple of hundred a year. Sweet. <laughs> that course we're going to put you on. Don't worry about it. Coffee's yeah. away. Yeah. So it's a good investment. So check it out, coffeesofhawaii.com. If you want the promo codes, go through iamtalk.me and any dramas, email them, 
not us. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound like you give me any drummers. No, it's just delivery things. And if you're not quite sure exactly what promo code to use, just check with them. Yeah, pretty great. Okay, guys, we've got another interview with Sam Guidon. Now, to be honest, the sound quality is not the best sound quality we've ever had, but hopefully mm. it sounds okay to you guys. I'm, I'll, I'll try to fix it up in post, but check it out. He's uh, pretty super fast. And uh, here we go. John, where are you going? It's we stop time. Uh, we stop time. So John's going to have a we stop as we put this interview on. Here we go. Okay, uh, it's been a few weeks since Kona now, and I always, well, in the last little period, I've been looking with intrigue as to my age group and how fast I need to go to be towards the front of the field, and the answer is I've got to be pretty bloody fast. And today's guest is the winner of the 35 to 39 age group from Hawaii, um, multiple winner, and he's also finished very, very highly <laughs> overall in the overall age group field, uh, Sam Guide from Belgium. So welcome along to the show, Sam. Yeah, thank you very much for the invitation. So Sam wrote, uh, swam a, a 108, um, which is relative to his other sports, not super sharp. Then he biked a 429. Yeah, which, that's super sharp. Which outrides <laughs> a number of the pros. I think he was uh, either just a little bit quicker than than uh, maybe Ferris El Sultan and certainly quicker than a lot of the top pro men and then ran a, a 3 hours and 30 seconds for an 8 hour 45. So... Sam, I mean, a lot of people, uh, you know, they look at age group results and they go, oh, but that guy's that guy's a, a pro training as a racing as an age grouper. So maybe tell us a bit about your setup um, because you are a working athlete. So maybe tell us what you do. Yeah, I am uh, working at a fire service in Gant, a professional fire service, and I have like quite a long career here. So. I'm occupied with communication and um, dispatching and IT, so these are all very uh, challenging things which I like very much, so it's definitely something I would never put aside for a sporting career, so that's the major answer for why I would never become like a professional athlete. So how many hours are you working a week, roughly? Uh, it uh, really depends. Uh, I can more or less um, juggle a bit around around my training. So, but I, I have a full time job. And before, yeah, until beginning of this year, I also was working independently as the IT consultant. But I mean, the combination of like full time job and an extra job and training was becoming very hard. So, I think I average on average I have like forty hour weeks. Very nice. So, what you're obviously incredibly strong on the bike and and a strong runner as well. What's your your background before taking up triathlon, or have you been doing triathlon for a very long time? No, actually, I haven't. I tried to play soccer when I was young. That didn't last very long because I yeah, was not very good at it. Then I tried to pick up uh, like tennis. And I really had a passion for tennis, and I, at one stage, I, 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 I wrote essays at school hoping to become the Wimbledon winner, but that was a big failure as well. And then my father always played basketball, so I started playing basketball, and it was very nice until the age of, I think, like 16, but I'm, I'm so tiny. I, I'm a bit tall, but I, I'm, I'm really tiny, and yeah. It, it, it was, and I, so I, I can't jump either, so that's maybe why I am good at endurance sports, but jumping wasn't my thing. So I quit basketball, and then I started studying and smoking and going out and whatever. So then I really was not into sport mode for a whole while, 
And then at the age of 27, I was really struggling with my health and other issues. I said, okay, it's time to quit smoking. So finally, I managed to stop smoking. And then I, I became fat. I said, okay, <laughs> we are not going that path. So I need to find something to become less fat. And I started to go to a gym. And there I met a guy who biked. And yeah, I, I just bought like a Bianchi bike and started biking. And I did some, I started a little bit of running. And then at some point, yeah, I tried an Olympic distance uh, traveling, swimming breaststroke because I couldn't swim at all. Uh, and that was, yeah, more or less the start of my traveling career. So I don't really have lots of uh, background in uh, endurance sports. How long have my... you been doing triathlon for? Uh, since my 27th so age, so that's about 11 years now. Wow, okay. Oh, very good. Um, yeah. As a side question, not, not around yourself, what, what's the reaction been in Belgium to Freddie Van Laird winning? Has he had a lot of coverage in the sort of normal media? Obviously triathlon media, I'm sure he has, but what about normal media? Well, I, triathlon is really a, a, a non-event in Belgium in general. We it, it was a bit hotter when uh, Luc van Lierde won a few times, but that's a long time ago. But now with the the, uh, the win of Frederick, definitely got quite an exposure, which is, is is very very nice for I first of all for Frederick himself, and definitely also for the sport in general. Um, yeah, it, it's too bad. Before Frederick, like last year, we really had high hopes for Marino van Uenarken. Mm. But uh, yeah, he always always had 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 a fast bike in Kona, and then unfortunately uh, it stopped. Mm. Uh, but now I think there's quite the media are getting to know those guys, and I think it's I, I hope it, it it gets some more attention. Definitely, Frederick winning uh, has been a boost for the sport uh, media-wise in Belgium for sure. So, so if we talk about your race in Kona this year, you know, um, your swim was, was a 68. Uh, how hard is it for you on the bike um, to be, you must be riding through, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people. Is, is that really difficult for you or do you just go to the left and you just smoke it straight past them? Yeah, I mean, the people, I, 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 I thanks for the compliment about my swimming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I always refer to it as disastrous, but anyway, <laughs> you were being nice. Uh, no, it, it, it is annoying uh, starting the bike at that stage uh, because people who exit the water at that stage, they yeah, they, they ride so slow, especially the first part on the Kwakini Highway, out and back, you really have to be careful yeah. uh, not to have accidents because people are riding just everywhere, but yeah, not, not too fast. Yeah. And especially then uh, going down Kwakini Highway, you always have to be like very careful. Yeah. But I think once I am on the Queen K, I usually, I, there's at that stage also big packs of riders usually in the beginning of the race. I, I, I've seen some big packs at the end of the race as well, but anyway, uh, yeah, you, the speed difference is, is, is quite big. So, um, and also like when I, 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 when there's referees around, they, they see that I am in another ballpark as the guys I'm overtaking. So I, it's not that I, have to go left for every person I pass because that could be uh, completely unfeasible. So, 
Sam, you, you seem to be real ex on the bike. You know, I'm, I'm just curious, are you the kind of person who likes to ride to power or are you more based on feel? Or, um, you know, when you're out there on the bike, you, do you use those kind of tools to control yourself or do you just kind of go all out and see what happens? Nah, I, 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 it's really well. I really try to pace well. So um, I never train with power, but I, I, I race with power meters. So based on uh, past races and how my training goes, I have power on my indoor trainer. Um, I can more or less, I have like a target for my race. And usually I, 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 me and my coach, we discuss like a, a target uh, power number for flat riding, a target for climbing, and uh, a target uh, for going uh, downhill. And we set the goal in Montreal Blanc, right? I was participated for, I think, eight weeks before Kona. And that strategy worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just repeated it in Kona. I, I, I went a little bit harder, maybe. Uh, but I was also more prepared and, 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 and I tapered well before Kona, so I think I could afford to go like on average five or ten miles faster. So that worked out pretty well. Very nice. Um, I saw a couple of uh, photos of you on the bike and yeah. it seems like your your top tube is, is basically covered in food. Is, uh, yeah. what, what's your nutrition on the bike? It seems like you have a whole lineup of food. Yeah, people always seem to comment on that. I, I, I know I, when I first won my, my age group in Kona, like in 850, they were also like commenting on the aerodynamicness of my bike yeah. <laughs> with all the gels on it. I think I, nutrition is, 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 is very important. If you fail there, uh, then it really can ruin your race. So I, I used to, in the past, I used to have gels like every 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, in Montreal Blanc, I, I felt sometimes at the end of the race that I was starting to lack power. So in races uh, this year, so I, I did a relay in, in July and I did Montreal Blanc in August. I really experienced with, like having a gel every 30 minutes and even uh, near the end of the bike every 25, 20 minutes maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that works really very well, but, but you really, I, I want to have my gels there, so I tape the number of gels I need for the race, I want to have them there, and, and they remind me, like, okay, where I am and my nutrition um, plan, and also by taping there, I'm sure that I will not lose any gels. If you put them, like, in a box, then there's always a chance you will mess up the box, so maybe it, I, I, I might lose, like, three seconds eh, with aerodynamically, uh, but I will definitely gain seconds because I don't have to uh, search in a box or open or close a box, so it, it's readily available there. It takes me one second to uh, undo the gel from my top tube and to swallow it. And uh, I'm also always putting the, the package of my gel back in my tree suit because I, I, I don't want to uh, spoil the road, so I always keep it with me until I pass an aid station. So I think it's a strategy I'm used to it. I'm always worked like that and it works very nice for me. So there's no reason to change. And also there's no box that can carry uh, 10 or 11 gels and, and my uh, beast milk boosters. So I, I just also put them in a certain order. I mean, it's important for me that you have like some variation of taste. Yeah. And in Kona, it's a reasonable flat course, so it's 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 not too much reason behind it. But when there's like a tough course, uh, like a Montreal or 
pantectin uh, and the fast, and I really choose like my most preferred gels right before the most hard parts of the course. So, yeah, nice. it's, it's maybe something stupid, but I mean, it's all like a pre-race routine and I always make fun of it. So it works so, for me. Sam, how many times have you won the age group category in Kona? It's, uh, yeah, three times three now times. because I, 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 it's only my fourth Kona participation. And, and the first time was really like a tryout. That was also before I... Uh, the first year I trained with my current coach and that was also before I trained with my power ranks. So, so can we ask, you know, like, you know, you won it three times. Does yeah. what, the motivation, does it, well, how does it shift each year? You know, obviously the first time it's obviously about just doing Kona, then you kind of want to win it and you do. You know, how does, where does your motivation change throughout the evolution? Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, the first time I won it, I, 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 it was a crazy year. I, I, it, it was crazy on the personal side. It was, it was a very nice accomplishment. Uh, and I really had like, when before going my second corner, so the first time I, I won, I really had the ambition going sub nine and running a sub three a marathon, which I knew was possible because uh, that year I had a very strong Ironman on the road in uh, May as well. So I think if I raced at the same uh, strength, then uh, that would, was definitely a feasible goal in Kona. I was very happy with the results when I uh, finished in 8.50 uh, in 2011, that was. So then for 2012, I really had a tough year on the uh, personal side. And, uh, I also got injured uh, in June. I had a femur stress fracture and was not able to run in July. And then beginning of August, I went on a holiday with my girlfriend. And we went mountain biking and I tipped over and I broke my ribs. It was beginning of August. So I really was about to cancel my Kona in 2012, but my coach said, okay, you have solid base, so eight weeks, you will have some crash training, and we did that, and I managed uh, yeah, to win it for a second time, and I was, I, I didn't expect it at all, so that's why I also signed up for Monster and Blah, because I said, okay, there will no be Kona for me in 2013, so Monster and Blah was like a family holiday for us. But now things went well, and then I decided to go to Kona again this year. Um, yeah, you just uh, yeah say okay, three times age group world champion is is a nice goal. Yeah. And sneakily, I was really hoping for a top 25 finish, and with the fourth uh, position, I'm very happy that I succeeded in that. And I'm very happy also with the bike course record. I, I didn't aim for that, but conditions were so perfect. So there can always happen something during a race that, that makes it special. So the first time was really, yeah, the first time. The second time was okay, going back after an injury and still having a solid performance. Now this year there was like great conditions and having the bike course record. So for next year, um, my motivation is to try to swim a bit better and yeah, to be too strong. No, it's not going to happen. I'm taking it out. <laughs> I'm, going eight, uh, I'm going 8.30. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And I will go 8.29. <laughs> no, we will see about that. I mean, it, it's, I really love being on the island in, in that time of the year. It, it's like the end of our summer. Uh, I, I, I like to bike. I especially like to swim there in the ocean. I, I For me, it's really a relaxing holiday. I'm, I, I know most people are quite stressed there, but... I, I really like to be in, in Kona and 
yeah, I, I think it's nice to do that little race at the same time. And next year, I got plans for more day afterward. Sam, Sam, could I ask? Um, you know, like it's you know, like you've you, the one thing you seem to have done well was obviously win your age group three times, but it's also you've been consistently able to perform in Kona, which. You know, a lot of people will go to Kona once, maybe twice, and you know, but the people yeah. who go back often you, to consistently perform is a pretty impressive thing. Yeah. What do you think has been the key that's for you to be successful in being consistent in Kona? I think it's I, it, it's not being consistent in Kona. I think it's being consistent all over in training. Like always, I, I really train uh, during the winter. Uh, we, my, my coach and I, we always work to more or less the same routines the build-up to Kona is more or less similar um, also I I like the heat and I train a lot in heat as well so 90% or maybe more of my training I do indoors so I, it's easy to like simulate the warmer conditions and it also makes you mentally strong and I think Kona is a race where you first of all have to cope with the elements like the weather and also with the uh, boredom of, of the course, because I, it's, it's, it's not the most challenging course around. I mean, the bike is like uh, yeah, a, a straight lane, and the run is also yeah, mentally quite challenging, since it's a wide loop, and if you're running up front, you're more or less all by yourself. And yeah, I, 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 I just like the race, and my, I, I'm also completely focused on it, so... I will, like the three months leading up to Kona, I will do everything to make that succeed. And yeah, I think it's a, a question of uh, yeah, focus and consistency in training, and then there will be consistency in the results. So, you know, how much training are you doing? You know, I, I read in an interview you did with um, Slow, Twitch. Slow Twitch that yeah. during the build up, sometimes you don't get much sleep. You know, how much training are you are you doing per week, approximately? Well, it's my my life changed uh, since uh, about two years because I before that I worked uh, shifts at the fire station and and now I'm working during days, so I do have less time uh, to train, but I do have more time to sleep. I mean, it's not that I am spending nights uh, fighting fires anymore. So uh, it's yeah, it's trade off. Uh, so um, I think in, in numbers, I train less now. I would say during winter time, maybe like, let's say 13, 14, 15 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my, I think like in the three months leading up to Kona, I averaged uh, about 20 hours a week. And like my, my two peak weeks in Kona, I trained, I had one week of 36 hours uh, and, and, and one week of 26 hours. So I really have like two high volume, high intensity weeks and then one day per week. Cool. And what about the rest of life? You know, have you got much else happening, any family or, you know, in, in terms of you've got work and training, is there much else going on? Yeah, well, uh, I have my work. I have uh, family. I, my, my, yeah, it's, it's a bit complicated. My mother and my sister live in Philadelphia. Uh, my girlfriend uh, Karen, she lives in uh, Halifax. 
in Canada. Yeah. Uh, she, she, she is planning to move to Belgium at some stage, but it's also hard for her to uh, wrap her job up and, 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 and just come here. So it, it will take some time and some preparation. So, and she is a big supporter of me and also says, Sam, continue racing. It's something. Uh, you like and also it keeps you out of other trouble so uh, <laughs> until she lives here I will uh, keep my same routine which is pretty nice uh, I, I do lots of my training in the evenings or at nights uh, while we are chatting on the computer or whatever um, yeah, uh, I, I, your social life is a bit uh, quieter if you're training that much but on the other hand um, yeah, I, I am a very happy person, so I, I really like my lifestyle at this moment. Sam, can I ask, um, you know, what, what do you believe is the key that makes you successful? Well, there are several things. I mean, it, 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 it depends on how you define successful. I, for, for me, successful is, is achieving your best as, as a person and as an athlete. And now maybe for me, it's... Uh, successful like finishing 8.45 in Kona but for somebody else that might be qualifying for Kona or, or just finishing a race in 12 hours I think what, what, what helps me uh, or makes me able to uh, be that fast in Ironman races is uh, I have quite a high view to max we have to be view to max tested for work quite regularly and I always end up uh, around 80 so that's quite high mm. and I think it says something about uh, the potential uh, of a person uh, to be trainable and uh, yeah be able to do uh, those endurance events at a quite big effort also I think my body composition I am okay I'm tall but I'm also very lean so uh, I have very very long legs I have very very thin calves I think yeah, I have built that's uh, quite favorable for like running and, and, and biking in the heat. Uh, maybe less for swimming, which you can see in the swim times. But anyway, I, I think, yeah, that's about it. And also I started out late in the sport. I think it's the more mature you are, uh, the better you can cope with. Uh, yeah, sometimes things don't go as well. Or you you have like bad moments in race. I think if you get older and get more experience, you might be able to cope better with this since you have like had like more going around in your life at that mm. stage. Mm. So I think there are several, several things, but yeah, it, it all depends on how you define successful. I think I have some body characteristics that enable me to go out fast. Uh, I'm also quite trainable. I, I don't get injured too much if I train consistent. If, as, as soon as there's like inconsistency in my training, which was the case in the beginning of 2012, where I had like weeks of lots of training, bits of uh, no training at all or, or very few, then I get injured. So I think being a successful endurance athlete takes years to build, so I, maybe some guys are like extremely talented, but I, I don't think I am one of them. But I think with lots of hard work, uh, I, I got right now. And if you see all my Ironman results, so I think this was my 12th, I guess, there's really like a very uh, consistent path, and I think uh, 
since the last three years, I there, there hasn't changed uh, too much. Some years I bike a bit better and and, and, and run a bit slower, and other years I run a bit faster and I run a, and I bike a bit slower. So it's really, I think I'm at my level, uh, and I don't think it will change much more given my age. Except for next year when you're going to be knocked off the top spot. <laughs> how, how, how old are you, John? I am 37. No, but he's not, you, oh. Sam, if, 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 to be honest, yeah. I'd be putting my money on you. Yeah, so, so would I. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, anyway. Uh, I just hope we, we, we have a very enjoyable time next, next year. It's still a very long time, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. So, one question I had from... Um, yeah, just from your endurance junkie, the guys there, Peter was saying you do a lot of training on the, with the power cranks. Yeah, tell us a bit Actually, about that. I do all my training on it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I do all my. I, it, it, I, it's it's something I have been reading about and watching like ever I, a long time. But I mean, they are quite expensive. There is lots of controversy around them. And in the beginning of 2011, I said, okay. I'm going to give it a shot because I, I believed in the idea of training your hip flexors and hamstrings uh, off the run, and also in uh, 2000. No, I started in 2009 in 2009 uh, in Ironman Frankfurt, and also in Hawaii. I really suffered in the second part of the bike ride, uh, bike from a loss of power and 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 and, and back uh, issues, and that. In my opinion, and, and also in the opinion of, of, of people who are treating me, it was because of a strength difference between my left and my right leg. So anyway, I got in the beginning of 2010 a pair of power cranks, and my coach was like quite conservative around it, and I just said, okay, I will build up until the stage that I can like actually bike one hour without falling apart from them, mm. and I really started to do all my training on them. I, I really liked them so much, and if you train a lot on them, then it just feels like normal cranks. I, for me, fixed cranks start to feel uh, like abnormal. Mm. So um, that year was really my breakthrough year because five uh, months later, I did uh, Ironman Lanzarote where I really liked uh, very well in terms of wattage and also at the 258 uh, run split after a very heavy bike. I don't know if you know the course in uh, Lanzarote, yeah. but it's it's quite a tough course, and uh, there is also quite some wind there. So, and then that year, the same year in Kona, I also uh, run a 2.56, and um, about my imbalance, and in, in, in a few months, that imbalance was completely disappeared. You really feel it if you're imbalanced, and you start for the first time on power cranks, that one leg will be able to pedal for a while, but the, the, the weak leg will immediately, like, uh, stop pedaling. So you really are forced to uh, work harder with your weak leg, uh, which is, in my opinion, quite hard with other devices. So uh, yeah. no, I, I think uh, my balance definitely increased with it, my running. Uh, it, it really works very hard on your hip flexors and hamstrings. The hip flexor, that's just really like an extra part of meat you, you, you get in your body. So when they claim VO2 max increases, I think I, it, it's a valid claim because if you have more working muscles in your body, 
then uh, there will be just more oxygen consumption. And um, yeah, it also changed my way of paddling. It, it, it's the first time I, I went on hill, on hill trainings with power cranks. It was so obvious that like climbing out of the saddle on steep hills with power cranks, it's, mm. it's, it's very, very difficult because you tend to push backwards so much, which is uh, yeah, not, not recommended with power cranks going uphill. Mm. Uh, but you really uh, adapt your riding style and you start making more circles. And what I noticed uh, also, if I am racing and paddling normal, I, I see my power output, which was initially the same as it was before I was training at power cranks. But then, and I first occurred to me during an Olympic distance, when you start pulling your pedals, and that's not like very actively pulling, but more, more like unweighing, like you would do when you bike with power cranks, you really gain uh, easily 15 or 20 watts. Mm. And you can, since, since those muscles are so trained from doing those long rides with power cranks, you really can do that pulling for the whole race. And so I evolved uh, from average power outputs like to 40 or to 50. Uh, before I race on power cranks, now I usually am around 270 to 75. So uh, it's 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 definitely uh, because I train better, but I think I train better uh, thanks to power cranks. So uh, and especially uh, last year when I was injured, I mean I I couldn't run for two months. So and my I still run like uh, three or five marathon in Kona with only seven or eight weeks of running. So I definitely. Uh, wouldn't have been the case without my power cranks perhaps very nice awesome so if guys want to um, find out more about you um, the website is samguide.com um, and yeah we'll look forward to hopefully catching up with you in Kona next year and just check your tyres before you start the race <laughs> Okay, that is perfect. Yeah. That is perfect. Awesome, mate. Thanks so, for your time. And have, have a great winter yeah, in Belgium. Thank you very much for the interview, and I look forward to meet you uh, yeah, in September somewhere next year. Great. Perfect. Thank okay, you. Thanks, man. Jumbo, your thoughts? Have I got exclusive use of your toilet or not? Does anybody else use that toilet? Oh, no, I use that toilet during the day. Okay, so if we on the floor, it's, it's, you know, I don't, you know I don't get uh, blamed <laughs> for it. <laughs> it's quite appropriate you say that, because we had a barbecue with quite a few kids around, and uh, one of the girls said pee on that floor. Oh. Yeah, a young girl went in the toilet just peed on the floor, so nice. we have cleaned it. Good. So you'd just be contributing to what already happens in there. Good. No. Uh, Jumbo, your thoughts? Yep. He's... Did you wee on the floor? I did, yeah. yeah. Well, at least we know it's you, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, awesome athlete, fast athlete. Just fully most of the time as well. Yeah, fully, um, fully committed and does good hours and just fast. And he's and he's a proper working age grouper, you know. But well, he should be pro. He should have the opportunity to go pro if he wants to. Well, Matthew Ben says he should be pro. No, I don't agree with that. Uh-huh. No, definitely not because he's not a pro. But if he was chose to go pro, I'm sure he'd win a little bit of prize money here and there. Well, surely do. If you're if you're 25th in Kona, you could probably make a half decent living. No, not half decent living, but you could. No, oh, you could make it. Yeah, you could probably put off twenty. You make some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty fifth. You could still fifteen, fifteen places off getting any money in Kona. Yeah, but I know, but if you cherry picked, mm, mm. you know, if you'd yep. met a man, yep, 
you know, yep. you know, give you some some, some good races. Yeah, interesting to see how he goes next year. It sounds like he's going to be back there, John. And, and you know, if you're a betting man, you put your money on, wouldn't you? Because that's you the would. amazing thing. Oh, he only just won though. He only won by. I wanted to ask that next sort of question. He only we won had to by because we had Dirt coming on. Yeah, we only had a minute and a half or so, and he, and he ran through the guy in front of him. Ran like a three oh five, and he ran three hours, and only won by a minute and a half. So he wasn't leading. Uh, from the get-go, so... Well, I think that's the most impressive things about these guys, is that, you know, like, the consistency of, you know, to the guys who can come back to Kona and just consistently perform, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty impressive, because even if you look at the pros, what oh, yeah. pro consistently performs at Kona? You know, you, you used to say Crowe, but in the last couple of years, that's not Crowe mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what pro... Ferris, that's about it. Yeah, Ferris, you know, mm-hmm. really, Ferris is, isn't mm-hmm. it? You know, and, you know, he's not that top-level athlete anymore, but... Um, but Ferris always gets that top 10 but other than Ferris mm. you know so and sure pros take more risk but this guy's trying to win age groups so he's taking he's going to take risks as well mm. so it's pretty impressive it is yeah sponsor extreme endurance uh, as we've talked about a couple of times on the show brushing off all my stuff for, for race next weekend the first time uh, I'm going to be trying a new product from Extreme Endurance called Hydro X. I'm going to be taking that pre-race. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm quite looking forward to it. Had a couple of people give me feedback as to it working really, really well for them. Deal with that is you take it uh, one scoop, 16 ounces of water, one hour it's before got the workout. Yeah. yeah, it's designed to be used anytime during or after the exercise for hydrate and electrolyte replacement. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing seeing what it does for me. I'll be taking my regular extreme endurance, I'll be taking the Hydro X, and then I'll probably be taking a bit of the um, Execute as well after the race. So it is, I've got the su- Sustamine is added to enhance electrolyte and water absorption in the intestine, stimulate glycogen synthesis, and promote synthesis building of muscle protein to help in the repair and recovery of muscle tissues. But yeah, they have got this the lactate in there, so it's going to be interesting to see how it works. If you want to get some yourself, go to xendurance.com. Remember the promo code is IMTALK5. Mm, sounds good. Yeah, it will be good. I'm interested to see what you think. It's one of those things. It's gonna be really hard to to measure, yeah. you know, because I'm I'm not gonna be tapering for this. And I might go, oh, well, it was a regular extreme endurance, or it was my fancy new bike, or it's just been the training I've been doing. Your so, new bike. Be, well, my bike that I've had this year. Yep. And so it'll be really hard to tell. But yeah, I'm gonna be trying a number of different things in this race, mm-hmm. and this is gonna be one of them. Whatever race is, what, what's your calendar? Just that, then Auckland <laughs> seventy point three. Oh, you're not doing any Olympics? No, just Auckland seventy point three, and then Taupo, and may do a little sprint. No Olympics. No, there's not much around, and uh, I don't have time for racing. Do you like train. racing? I do like racing, but... What about your Nelson? Uh, if there was a race on up there, I would then do it. the Nelson try. Well, they do, but it's not when I'm, when I'm up there. Uh. So I'll just, I'll just pick and choose. Are you doing your Christmas holiday up there? Yep. Biking up there. It's going to be big. It's going to be racing. epic. Yeah. It's not so interested in my bike ride there, Bevan. You well, I was, I was, I'm just surprised you're not want to try to use some of your fitnesses here to go to the Olympic. No, two halves. Normally you do half. that. Mm, yeah. I haven't done Ironman for ages. So How long was this? When was the last Ironman? Wrote. 2007. Mm. 2008. Seven. Seven. Eight. I don't know. About then. Eight. Yeah, it was eight. Eight. Been a while. Been a while. Easier to talk a good game when you haven't done Ironman for eight years. Oh, that's right. Questions and, and answers. answers. Okay, John, Kona update. Fit, fitness class required. Yes. So Kona is building already. We're a year out and there's been a request put in. Because both Belinda is coming and Jen is coming, Phil's and wife. Joe? And Joe now. And they say they need some fitness classes over there. There is fitness classes, John. 
Because one listener works at a gym. Now, you may not know this, John, but I'm an international superstar yeah, when it yeah, comes yeah, to yeah, group fitness. Yeah. And, uh, and So can you get the girls, go, go to a demonstration class? I'll come to a demonstration. Well, no, because last, my... last time the guy actually emailed me, some guy who teaches RPM, which is like a spin class, he said to me, Oh, Bev, I'd love it if you could come to my gym and do a class. And I, I just couldn't be bothered trying to sort it out because we're working and I don't know how much we have to work. But there is classes. Friday, you can do a class on Fridays. Not, we don't usually do much on Friday and I won't be doing much this year. Oh, yeah, because obviously you're already playing my week pretty busy. Yeah, there you go, Friday and uh, maybe on Sunday. I can do some personal aerobics for the girls. Yeah, on the pier. Private right. dancer, a dancer there you go. So fitness class has been requested. Well, there's a gym that we, we interviewed Dave Scott yeah, at. Yeah. Surely there's classes here. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you can take them for a class. Uh, I don't know if I want to take them. Oh, come on. Pick up your game. Is this, this is what you've got in questions and answers? Yeah, just had to remind myself of that. Okay, can you watch the coverage? You can watch the coverage. Oh, well, I've already said that. Apparently, if you go on YouTube, you can actually watch one of the old coverage. Seen it already. Have you? Yeah. Was it good? Was it the NBC one? No. Oh. It was just, a, it was just a, another clip of one hour wrap up. People don't know what we're talking When's about. When's NBC coming up? Oh, usually a month or so, isn't it? Mm. Jumbo, um sponsors. Coffeesofwire.com. Um Jeff says it's good. SLS try. John says it's good. Extreme endurance. John also says it's good. And Athlinks. And I say it's good, especially if you want to look at old results like that and mm. figure out that Neil raced. Jumbo, what's your goss? Um what is my goss, Bevan? Road near road. The gorges yes uh Saturday. It's all good. Leaving five How are the roads? Are they right out there? I uh, went too bad. Yeah, we had a bit of carnage here with, the, with some uh, pretty heinous winds over the last period. But that no, was good to start at five thirty. A few young bucks there, smacking it around. How many? A bit. How many? You're on it. Uh, I think it was about five or six of us. Nice. And got two punches. Oh no, two. Did two. You have One at the end of Old West Coast Road. Oh, it sucks. And like, so, guys, it's like you're doing a five and a half, four and a half hours. Well, it's, it's normally five. So you're about half an hour from home, aren't you? Yeah. And then got another punch uh, about by Brickworks, so about oh, just like 700, 700 metres from home. Around Blunder and said, look, I'm not walking home. <laughs> you can pick up from a 700 metre walk. I am not walking home in my socks. That's weak and you know it. Well, no, she had, she did, to be fair, she had to go out for a walk with Jen and I didn't want to delay them. Oh, <laughs> so generous of you. Yeah. So that was my weekend, really. Bevan, what about you? Um... Barbie, mm-hmm. for a bright road. Yeah, I heard you went out with porno the other day. Oh, that's a few weeks ago now. Yeah. Well, because I'm going to take two months off work over Christmas. Yeah. Because my knee's screwed. Yeah. I don't need an operation. I just got patellar tendonitis, so I just need time off impact. Mm-hmm. So I think I might get back on the bike for those okay. two months. Very Maybe try good. and do a race at the end of those two months. Very good. If you're wondering why shit today's show's been a bit crap, it's because Bevan's changed our show notes. Uh, no, I haven't. What's happened is, if you've got a Mac, you know you needed to upgrade your OS a few weeks ago. It's been obvious. Everyone's done it, John. And John turns up this morning and I go, have you updated your OS yet? And he goes, I updated my phone. And I was like, no, your OS. And so then I couldn't open any files. And then suddenly Apple stopped his ability to open any files. So it's because he's well behind the plate. Apple slash Bevan stopped the ability. I have nothing to do with your computer. You changed the file. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> and anyway, um, what, what do I have to do? Do I have to go to the App Store? What do I have to do? Where do I do this? Go to App Store. Oh, this is bad podcast. Updates, we'll updates, do, we'll updates. Do this updates. You have to do it on the other. No, but don't do it yet because it starts your computer for like an hour and a half. Okay. And then you have to do it on the other computer as well. Oh, so you want to kind of use one computer and do it in the other one, and then vice versa. Um, Jumbo. Um, 
have you got our so have you got our voluntary subscription sorted out yeah how are we going to be capturing all the data i'm actually talking to the to the, the to the government about it all oh, right i've been ringing the government talking to them seeing how, what way we can legally do it my mates i should have my mates going out for lunch with john key this week oh really yeah maybe you should have asked him I should, yeah. yeah john key's our prime minister um john what else? i went to the movies went all to right. see gravity have you heard right. of that one yeah 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 that was quite good yeah went 3d cool 3D was pretty cool um, been to smurfs yet <laughs> That's the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Got Joe on iPhone. Yeah. Got a cool. bargain on trade me. I was loving that. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, no one else, really. Bet you I paid less for my iPhone than you did. Well, yeah, of course you did because you don't pay for anything. We went to Barker's yesterday. Did you go to Barker's? Four, I'm a Barker's boy. Got four items. Guess how much it cost me. Four. That's four items. It just me five. <laughs> 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 um, Four items $100 Honey You're exactly right What was it Was it special And vouchers specials I never pay full price You really don't do you No I really That's what I was going to bring up Before when you were saying About the 250 I was like Do you pay for full prices For races John <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Hey Hey, hey. Uh, yeah. Anyway Jumbo, um It's been a long show Let's push on Okay It's 2 hours 20 I've been here you have been here a long time. Mm, let's go. Actually, you've been here longer than that because it comes around now with his breakfast. Yep. What I had this morning, I sliced up a banana, an apple, a kiwi fruit, a some grapes. Wait a second, I'll take a photo of your after plate, put it on Instagram. <laughs> Great. And then some Greek yogurt and a little bit of rolled oats and then some uh, almonds, cashews and hazelnuts. Love your work. Gold. Yeah. Anyway, I think Iron Rust. Really oh, to yeah, now. now it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Rust. <laughs> Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Kaha.